What's up, guys? Welcome to Spawncast, another Saturday night. Uh, another bunch of lovely people to talk to tonight. Um, had a couple uh, extra people on because Max is actually um, uh, out at like a Halloween party or something tonight. So he's usually the co-host. He's actually not available tonight. But I have a couple extra people on. We have uh, I'm gonna actually go from left to right on my screen here. We have uh, Evan as usual. Okay. So Evan Evan's with us from uh, to his right on my screen is OJ from Player Essence. How's it going, everyone? Good, good. And then we have Sean from RGT85. Hello, hello. And then we have Rob from, uh, was it Rob to Rule? Uh, rule of Two. Rule of Two Review. <laughs> Get Damn the these tough name names. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Too many words. Yeah, it's Rule of and Two we, Review. Yep, we have Colin Moriarty with us. So. And Colin Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's last stand. <laughs> I can't believe you, dude. You get that so much in your comment section. Like you dude, just started. I, I know. I, I share the occasional tweet about it too, but it probably happens four or five times a week. Like, dude, dude. So dude so you, know, you know what you should do? You should you should start up a Patreon. That's what I, if I were you, that's what I would do. Do it. <laughs> it's Rob's first stand. Yeah, dude. I, I yeah. So many people. Like I, I can't even tell if they're being serious. Or they're joking sometimes because sometimes they sound genuine. Yeah, no, I mean, I've heard it for so long. I mean, for so, so long. So I, I think so. I guess we just have the same face, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of works to your advantage, though, because they might accidentally subscribe to you thinking they're going to get yeah. like, political like, oh, like, Colin's commentary. Yeah, Colin's gaming channel. How cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I wish I had his subscribers. But, but then, <laughs> then they realize that you actually say something good about Nintendo, and they're like, wait a minute, this isn't Colin. Like, what's yes, <laughs> that, that does conflict. I don't really hate Colin, but he does have that problem. So, yeah. Yeah, that would, yeah. That would conflict. Let me uh, let me let me jump around here. What what have we been playing, guys? What have you guys been playing? Nothing came out this past week, so I don't know what yeah. anybody would possibly be playing. I've actually so quit weak. video games. I'm not I'm not really into video games anymore. I'm I'm doing Pogs, trying to bring Pogs back. So bring them back. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, I guess let's talk about the big game then. Let's talk about Mario Odyssey. Let's just jump right into it because mm -hmm. that game is absolutely insane. It is so good. I, I thought you were going to talk about Bubsy. I thought yeah. Bubsy, the Woolies, <laughs> that's the what Bubs. I was talking about. Right. But hey, you know what? If you want to talk about Mario, that's fine. I think, uh, I think pretty much everyone who owns a Switch probably bought, bought it at this point. Uh, I'd like to think that anyway. It's, um, everybody online was all about it. It was, it was Mario Odyssey everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's felt really good to kind of see like the social storm of like Mario and Nintendo support happening again. It kind of feels like when the Switch was launching and Zelda was out, and it was the one game and one thing everyone was talking about. So it's like happening all over again, and everyone gets to share meta scores that are like a trillion and really exciting all over the place. And and uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome. And the game actually is that great too, so that helps. It's yes. crazy. It's crazy. I, I I can't even say like I, it's hard to put into words like, dude you got to get out of you got to get out of new donk city man i finally left because <laughs> jason was like telling me how great like the the ending of the game was and i was like oh okay and so i left and i did the um the beach in the snow i just finished the snow um and then jason's like hey did you get this part in new donk city and i'm like that doesn't sound familiar and he described it a little more and i was like damn it i must go back Dude, you gotta. Um, I was telling the the other guys before we went on. Uh, just now, you wanna you wanna get to the end of the game. Basically, get through the game as fast as you can, because when you get to the end, they give you like a, a list of all the moons and stuff to get. Like, so you can actually keep track of your moons easier. All right, cool. And um, the game actually opens up like much more when you get to, when you beat it. 
Um, and it doesn't take long. I actually finished it yesterday, so it took me about 12 hours to finish the game. Yeah, I, I think I could probably knock it out tonight. That's, that's the goal, at least. It's yeah. crazy. So, all of you guys are able to jump on it and get to that ending so fast. I'm, I'm so jealous. It'll probably take me like two weeks to beat that game, <laughs> which I'm, I'm totally cool with, too, because it just means more new Mario to have ahead of me. And I, I totally drug Zelda out in the same way. I let that game last for two months. It's like I don't want to get to the point where there's no new Zelda to play. Yeah. And, uh, I yes. kind of feel that way with Mario, too, because it's so good. I put in probably, you know, I got a, I got home late last night and cracked it open really late and played a couple of hours this morning, maybe four or five hours. I'm going to guess I have in the range of 60 or 70 moons total, and I'm in the oh. woods. So I've yet to make it to New Dog City, and everyone is starting to freak out about New Dog City. So something happens there that I'm, I'm really curious about. So. It's the craziest. It's the craziest level in a Mario game ever. And it's just like it's crafted so well. The end of it is is mind blowing. There's like yeah, that's what I heard is the end. Something about the end. I'm not gonna say what it is, but like we got a uh, oh, this is actually a good question. I know this is good for Sean and OJ because I heard you guys have have talked about this before. He needs help deciding between Skyrim or Doom for the Switch. OJ, you want it first or me? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Cause I played, uh, I've played Skyrim extensively. Um, doom. I have not, you, you need to ask yourself what type of gamer, like, are you, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to, that's the first thing that you need to ask yourself. Do you want a game that's going to like, you want an RP, a single player RPG that you can literally play. This game has hundreds of hours of content, like hundreds of hours of single player content. Do you want that style of game? Or do you want like a first person shooter with somewhat okay multiplayer that's what you have to realize skyrim's probably going to get you way more hours so if you're looking for like you know money and like how much content you get then you you probably want to go with skyrim like if, if you're looking for that now if you're looking for now if you're more of a first person shooter guy and you like multiplayer and all that then maybe you go with doom but uh maybe sean has a different perspective that he can kind do on that doom <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i I, I would pick Doom just because I absolutely loved Doom on the um, PS4, and this looks like a very good version of it. I did not have to – I mean, I didn't um, ever get the DLC in Doom, and it seems like they added new modes in the DLC, which is all the DLC is included. Um, Skyrim is going to be great. Like, don't get me wrong, but I feel like you have a better chance – of seeing Skyrim drop in price before Doom drops in price, because I think Doom is going to outsell Skyrim, personally. Um, I think maybe. you're right about that. I think you're right about that. But, yeah, I mean, it really... But OJ is right. It just it just sort of depends on what kind of game you like. If you like first-person shooters, get Doom. If you like, you know, open-world RPGs, get Skyrim. Or save up your money and mow some lawns and, you know, <laughs> hop an old person. You have to get both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they're both good games. You really can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right, though, uh, Sean, because Doom is, is a little f- more fresh, I guess, to people. Whereas sure. Skyrim... Skyrim was on the 360 uh, like forever ago. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I mean, Skyrim is is it's not similar to Zelda, but it's it's sort of in that you know that open world aspect. Whereas there is nothing, there is no first person shooter right now on the Nintendo Switch. Like this is the first one, and the first one that comes out the gate happens to be like the best, one of the best first person shooters ever. So it's like. To be to be fair though, if you're if you're looking for a lot of content for your money, Skyrim is like you, you, I know people who still play Skyrim to this day. Yeah, and um, the the thing about it is that I went through the original Xbox 360 game and I put about 200 and 
50 hours into the original Xbox 360 game with no DLC. Um, that's just <laughs> walking around and doing stuff, you know, and yeah, doing all yeah. this stuff. This, this has every single bit of DLC in it. It's literally almost endless. For, for If you're an adult, there's no way that you're going to really get through this anytime soon unless you literally yeah. sit down and play it 24-7. It'd be very tough to get through everything that that game gives you anytime soon unless you literally played it, like, for 24 hours a day every single day and, like, didn't stop. It has hundreds upon hundreds of hours of content with all the dlc in there but like but like um like sean said um doom is really good it's newer it just came out last year um so if you're looking for something a little bit more fresh a little bit more modern then yeah maybe maybe doom is that and you also get multiplayer in there so you know do multiplayer that can last you that can last you some time as well you know i will say uh skyrim on the switch looks like it's gonna run almost pretty much exactly the same as the xbox one and ps4 version so mm-hmm. I mean, it's looking good. Like the visual. Yeah, I heard the performance look is looking really good on that. Yeah. Yeah. The I performance talked to, is good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Dave and uh, Philip both said when they played it, they didn't see any frame drops, and the load times were actually faster on the Switch. That's awesome. That yeah. literally sounds better than the PC version I played when that first came out. So that's oh awesome. yeah, when it came out, there were a lot of bugs, and they fixed mm-hmm. some of it. But then if your frame rate went too high, the physics started going crazy. Like if you walk in a room, like they have like stuff on tables, they just fly into the air because the frame yeah. rate's so high. It was crazy. Mark Bryant with the five spot, uh, showing love for Mr. Long and OJ. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Nice. Thank you, sir. Where where do you fall on that one, uh, uh, Rob? What, what, which way would you go on that? Um. Uh, it's a tough call. I mean, you guys all covered it really well. And those those are two of my definite favorite games. I spent over 200 hours also in Skyrim uh, on the PC version when it came out. And Doom, I adore so much, just like Sean said. It's really stupid how good Doom is. So, I mean, I don't know, kind of like you guys said, they're both so polar opposites. It's really as simple as which kind of game I think you want. I think they're both spectacular. Um, when, one thing I'll say about Doom and why there's, there's a nice advantage to Doom over Skyrim, although I think I might personally prefer Skyrim just a little bit, is, is Doom is, is also like the newer game and it's more of like a showcase to what the Switch can do, I think, than Skyrim because Skyrim is so old. It's huge and so it's impressive to get a game that huge with so many millions of options on the Switch. Like that feels really cool to see a big Bethesda game on it. But Doom is also gorgeous and it won't be on 60 frames per second on the switch which does suck for sure but i think we all know it's really exciting to finally see like those kinds of third-party visuals and that amazing engine running on the switch and all the reports were that it it looks great and it runs great even in 30 and it's really exciting to have this game so you kind of have like a showy game if you get doom on the switch which is cool because you can show your friends who maybe think the switch is dumb you're like oh really well here look at doom and I, that becomes a cool thing too so i, I do want to add one more know? thing i, I do want to add one more thing that it might be important if you're getting xenoblade chronicles 2 then maybe you skip out on skyrim you know maybe you yeah. get doom and then you kind just of the get the same xenoblade. market yeah yeah <laughs> like you kind of you just get Xenoblade because that's good there's no way you're going to be able to play skyrim <laughs> and all the content and xenoblade there's like i mean you can try good luck but yeah, I mean, yeah. If I, maybe maybe you skip out on skyrim you just get Xenoblade. They'll give you a little bit more time, then you kind of put that time into Doom. So it's it's also kind of nice because one's a Western RPG and the other one's like a like a JRPG. So you could kind of go from like you know medieval times to like fantasy, like mm-hmm. back and forth. I mean, technically you could, but you're right though because Doom de- definitely is a massive contrast to either of those other two, Xenoblade or uh, so different. Or Skyrim. So, so different. I will say uh, buy one of them because we're getting close to to having some trouble not having games that you know have my all the games so far we're seeing have microtransactions and we're actually seeing some games come out from bethesda which seems to be the company leading the way to not add 
loot crates these things. Buy one of them at least, because mm -hmm. I fear for Wolfenstein right now. So um, I don't know how well that actually sold. Uh, from what I'm understanding, like I'm looking, I'm you know checking out the Amazon charts. I just kind of keep track on that. I got my source with Best Buy. Seems it was a bit soft at my Best Buy, but you can't uh, go off of my Best Buy. You know, um, there was nobody there picking it up at the midnight launch that we had for Super Mario. There was a mm. couple people there for for Assassin's Creed. Then every pretty much everyone was there for Mario. So I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried it's going to turn out like Prey. I really worry about that. I don't think it's yeah, going to be quite as bad. It's up on the Amazon sales charts. I know it was in the top 20, so it, the PS4 version. On the Xbox One version, a little bit lower, but it was up there, so we'll see how it does long-term. But, I mean, you know how these single I, – I, I just don't – I don't want the people like EA to be validated with when they say single-player games, no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want it to mm -hmm. do better, and, I, and I'm, like, hoping it does. Like, I'm, I'm buying Doom. I'm going to buy Wolfenstein when it comes to Switch, so I'm going to do my part, but it's going to be – no, I just I, I hope it does better because we already know that the Evil Within is not the Evil Within yeah, Two is not doing well, yeah, no, which not, is so sad. So real quick, real uh, quick, R Potter with the five spots. Hey, one last drink before bed. Midterm papers to write tomorrow. <laughs> Enjoy one on me. All right, thanks, R Potter. Good luck with the midterms tomorrow. Good luck, oh, man. I and, uh, there you go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you made my choice. He's going with Doom. Okay. Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong either way, right? There can't go wrong. Really awesome you really games. can't. Don't don't can't sleep on LA Noir though either. So. Oh shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so you, <laughs> did you want ninety <laughs> games to buy because they're coming? <laughs> oh man, what, what were you saying, uh, Rob? Um. Oh, uh, you made a, a, an interesting comparison with Prey, which I think is possibly true because Prey obviously really struggled, and that's tricky for me because I was super excited for Prey. And I bought that game. And for the first week, I thought I loved it. And then I turned out to really not enjoy it. Mm. But I do know it, like a lot of people really liked it. And some people maybe didn't as much. But with Wolfenstein, unless I'm wrong, I think like it's mostly getting praised as a really good game. On top yes. of the whole the no multiplayer and microtransaction stuff, apparently it's, it's really great. So like I just hope it doesn't suffer that same fate, you know, for all the reasons we said and. OJ, you nailed it. Like, I don't want EA and companies that do that stuff to feel validated with everything they're trying to do and be like, well, see, Wolfenstein didn't sell, so yeah. here come the loot boxes. Like, that we feel, we feel your We feel your pain, Chad. I know, I know uh, Sean definitely does. There's yeah. too many games are out in the wrong way. Well, because, because Star Wars is going to crush, like, all oh, of yeah. these games. Oh, yeah. It will. And, like, will, and, yeah. and, like, Battlefield probably is going to crush or already crushed all of these games and sell. So, I mean, EA... Something in my the back of my head tells me EA is going to be validated. They're going to feel validated for what they're doing because they can look at Battlefield and be like, "Oh, Battlefield destroyed Wolfenstein. It destroyed Prey. It destroyed all these other games." You know, but then you can look at something like Skyrim when it's done really well. Skyrim sold way more than all those games. That's I don't think any mm -hmm. game's going to sell as much as Skyrim. You know, like any of the modern yeah. games are as much as that game sold. So it just it just depends, man. It's it, it's weird. It's, well, it's, it is worrying. Well, it is. Do you guys think Wolfenstein should have had a, an online multiplayer component? Mm. Even though they said that they wanted to focus on the story and all that stuff. Like, to me, to me, releasing a first-person shooter in 2017 with no multiplayer component, mm -hmm. ugh, like, if you're doing something, you know, unique in it, you know, maybe different mechanics where it's not a strictly a first person shooter, but like that's what Wolfenstein is. It's a first person shooter. Like mm -hmm. I remember playing, you know, Wolfenstein 3D on crappy computers, you know, multiplayer. Like, I don't know. That 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 seemed like a, a strange decision to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they could they yeah. could add it later, technically, if they really wanted to. Um, this is this would have been great if Max was on here because he actually played all the way through the game. He actually reviewed it on his channel. Oh yeah. Um, everyone says I, that it doesn't say, need it you... though. Every, everyone says it doesn't. It, 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 it's amazing and it doesn't need it. We have a million multiplayer shooters though. Like that's what everyone's saying is that we have a million multiplayer shooters. This one has great story. I watched Max's review. I've seen other people's review. It seems like it's something that that's cool that, that a game focuses on that. I mean, although I do feel that maybe like some co-op would have been nice, you know, like, yeah. Cause the trick is what did they do to, uh, I guess, counterbalance that? Cause multiplayer and first person shooters has always been in essence, a way to add a replayability function to it, to try to keep you in the title, keep you thinking about the title. And if you remove that and just have a basic story go through, I mean, Where's the replayability? Do you run it on just a harder difficulty? Do the levels randomize what you're about to fight? Or like, different modes or something. That, yeah, there has to be that extra layer to keep you in it and keep you talking about it. it well, that's why I think it's like, Sean, what you said is interesting because while I love the fact there's no multiplayer, you're right because it's, it's weird. It's really just that it's weird that they made that choice because it is 2017. You got a shooter with bullets. Why did they choose to do it? Like, it's not I, neat. I I don't like when to to me there there are certain games and you know this is just my opinion to me there are certain games that need to have some sort of online aspect it could be as simple as something as leaderboards or or co op or something but to me it's like releasing a racing game or a first person shooter game in 2017 that does not have any sort of online or component or multiplayer component is foolish because like. I don't know. Like it just, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't doesn't feel right to me because those are those are two genres that are very you know dependent on a, a you know a cooperative experience or a multiplayer experience. You know, lap times, best lap times, or you know, you, you even you even have online aspects in Super Mario Odyssey with you know some of the mini games involved. Like I don't know. It it just it, like I'm still gonna get Wolfenstein when it comes out on the Switch. Um, just because, you know, it's another interesting game and I can always play Doom multiplayer. But I don't know. I, I, I would have liked to have seen a multiplayer aspect. But I, I'm glad that they are. Uh, they did opt for the uh, a Switch version because that one they can prob honestly, they'll probably make a lot of money off the Switch version at this rate. Um, and I think they got kind of over overshadowed by Assassin's Creed and definitely Mario Odyssey on Friday. Uh, everyone was just talking about Mario Odyssey. <laughs> so many people. And that's that's actually kind of one of my questions. Do any of you guys know with Assassin's Creed, how much of an online or multiplayer component is there to that game? Or is that uh, also entirely like a first? What, did they bring back their... Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really played it. Assassin's multiplayer. Yeah, because one of them had a multiplayer mode a couple years ago. A couple did. A couple started, did. I started at yeah, one, but right. like no one really liked it because if you did anything, you'd just be revealed to everyone as an assassin. It, and it's... Go and kill yeah, it was stupid. I hated the multiplayer for <laughs> Yeah. And I really tried to get into it. I was getting into the, the different characters that you can pick it. But it's it's just this, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a silly multiplayer in my opinion. So does it's the new one have any because because it's like we talk about EA being validated and the whole benefit of the lack of microtransactions, but if Assassin's Creed ended up doing well, does that if there's no multiplayer, does that send that message we want? That hey, look, single player games without loot boxes. Well, can well it does. It does have a. Uh, it does have microtransactions. It does. It has, okay, well, it, then that answer. Yeah. And it has online features, but it doesn't have multiplayer. Yeah, no oh, online yeah. multiplayer. Like like. But if there's microtransactions. That's mm, that's the big problem. So yep. yeah, there's, oh, well. there's loot box. There's loot boxes like. Yep. Uh, you can buy. Well, you can buy. You can buy a uh, helix currency. With your yeah. act, with actual money in the game too. I wonder how they balanced it because there was that, there was this one news 
post, I guess, about an older Assassin's Creed where they had that like microtransaction shop. That was in Unity also. Yeah, the guy was like, I'm going to try this out. And he bought like a couple of boxes and then literally just tore through a mission, no problem. Like a god just throwing electrical bombs everywhere. <laughs> it was wow. so brutal. Oh, yeah. man. It's, yeah, it's not good. I don't know where Rocket League is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with that. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah, they said it's still coming out holiday um, holiday 2017. Everything's on track as far as from what, I, what I've heard. Yeah, that yeah. Payday. <laughs> payday might be a 2018 game it might be Maybe. yeah i mean they say winter, fine. Yeah, winter, yeah yeah that's fine winter is such a like broad term um but i i, I was hoping rocket league would be here by the end of november but it might be a december game i've been kind of putting yeah putting my money on december and honestly yeah. like i hope they do it in december no one else at all should put any more games in november for any no console more. like we're good don't do no it mas. december no <laughs> no yes you got you got three weeks in december before christmas day you got a lot of time leave yes. november alone please yes <laughs> yeah and uh and now the switch has over 200 games now right it's 202 200 what? Sweet. Let me yeah, see. Over yeah, 200 games. I think Nintendo of Europe shared like a, a, a post about that. They have yep. over 200 games on there. Yep. So, yeah. A lot of games it's are pretty on the incredible. Right now. Yeah. That oh, eShop, yeah. man. They, they've been really supposed to show up. I forgot about that. Ukulele is supposed to show up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even played I'm, it. But like, I, I, my desire like diminishes every day for that game. It's just like. I've played I it. I have, I have it on the PS4. It's it. The problem is now that Mario Odyssey is out, Mario Odyssey yeah. is a, a significantly better version of ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you that's what it's too bad, man. I've, I've been so excited for Yuka darn Laylee, man. I, I really <laughs> wanted to believe on the switch version. I even got contacted and was told I, I would even be able to get a review copy. It might be the first review copy I ever even get for the switch. So I'm excited for that game, but you make a really good point. It's after, it's post Mario. Like, what were you thinking, waiting for after this game? So I'm I'm really nervous about it too. I, I can answer a little bit of that. Um, so basically, what it, what's happening is that the the version of Unity that they use, Unity in general on the Switch is pretty junky uh, right now. Like, they're still having some issues with it. This is the same reason why Lost Sphere, I Am Setsuna. A lot of these games are 30 frames per second when they have no business being 30 frames per second. They should be 60. Um, they're not. They're 30 because of Unity. Battle Chasers Night War, that also got delayed because they needed an update to Unity. So that's really the issue what's going on with, with Ukulele, with any of these games made with Unity for the most part. I mean, we saw what happened with Bomberman as well. That was pretty junky at launch. And they had to fix around a lot of different yeah. things to fix that game as well. So Unity is having some issues, but Nintendo's working with them to help uh, get Unity better, but it's probably just going to take a little bit more. So they're waiting on some updates for Ukulele and also for Battle Chasers as well. Yes, yes, that's going to... Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Ukulele probably... I I would like to assume is out before the end of the year. like to assume... I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, if, I if, know, it came out, if it came out before Mario Odyssey, they would have been in a much better position than they are right now. Because it's... It, there's no... If you're going to spend what I assume will be the same retail price of $40 as it was when it first came out spend the extra 20 and get mario odyssey seriously it's it's yeah. it, it's just a much better version of ukulele by a lot I, i've played the game i got a review copy for xbox one and well it's it was okay it was good i i had fun playing it um mario odyssey absolutely kills it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it just absolutely destroys it in every single like there's not a single way that it doesn't so it's yeah, like you said it's going to be tough but it's not a horrible game by any means it's not a horrible game by any means and if you're looking for more of a banjo kazooie style game i guess then 
you know, maybe. maybe well, that, that's, that's why I wonder if maybe if there was a way to make that work well on the Switch would be if it maybe didn't release so soon after Mario and if they waited a couple of months, you know, like February, March time, when a lot of people have already kind of completed Mario, maybe they can sort of capture those people who are like, oh, I beat Mario and I, I'm sad it's over. I want the next cool Mario-like thing. And then here comes Ukulele and maybe people are more willing to just kind of buy into it because it's kind of similar and they still want a new game to play that's like Mario. That's a good idea. And if they, if they stick mean, maybe. In, the, in the February, there might not be a lot there, um, you know, when it's yeah. coming out. Like it is now, I mean, I'm, November's packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe 2017 isn't a good time for that game, and it really should be then. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that's a, that's a good idea. I think I don't mind. Like when run, when Runner Three, I mean, I'm a huge huge bit chip Runner fan. Like it's one of my most it was one of my most anticipated games. When they delayed it to 2018, everyone was flooding me with messages saying, "Oh, your game got delayed." I'm like, "Good, <laughs> right? <laughs> good. Get it out of 2017. <laughs> like, yeah. Get it out." good yeah, and i'm really looking forward to that game like i'm really looking forward to runner three so. yeah you've actually made me excited for that game oj i have to say like it was never on my radar and whatever first time they had an indies thing and showed it and you made like a bunch of videos like totally excited and showing all this footage i was like whoa that does look good and oj's excitement is making me excited so now <laughs> i'm pretty much it'll be my first runner game but I'm totally into it because, like, you you kind of pumped it up, like, really well. They're, so I'm they're, they're so good. They're so good. R- Runner 2 is amazing. The Bit Trip Runner series. These these were, like, Nintendo dudes. These were, like, the original Nintendo indie developers back in the day, like, with uh, with WiiWare. Okay? So, like, that, this mm. is when they got, like, this is when they really started, you know, they go way back. Seeds. Yeah, they go way back uh, with WiiWare. That's where I first played it. But it used to be, like, retro, complete, like, 8-bit-ish style. And it's completely evolved from what it used to be, so it's it's even it's looking better than ever right now. So I, I I'm I'm excited, but it can wait till 2018. I'm fine. So um, oh, there were some people in the chat real quick that were asking what happened to Philip. Uh, I talked about this. He last- did. Did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Philip will actually be on uh, IGN's. He'll be running IGN's uh, uh, Nintendo um podcast next week. So next week on Nintendo Voice Chat, I think. Oh, he'll be on next week's episode. Yeah, I think he's actually, what he's co-starring. He's not actually hosting this one yet. It's the transfer episode. Transfer uh, film into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be on it though. They actually uh, name dropped him in the last one, um, oh, so awesome. he'll uh, he'll be in the next one. I think with um, all the all the standards, Pierre Schneider and uh, uh, um, Brian. Altano. Brian Altano. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he'll be uh, he'll be on there with them for what I can tell. So uh, check out I guess their podcast or video cast next. Uh, next week and uh you'll be able to see him on there um so he's actually in san francisco now though so actually I think so, he, I think so he, crazy i think he traveled yesterday so you will, cool. you will good for him he, he said he'd still come on the yeah. podcast on the spawncast now and then so you, you'll still see him pop up now oh, and nice. then um i wonder see, if he's see. allowed to are there like ign like uh, oh actually like, you do not share podcasts actually uh someone asked pierre on uh uh on um on twitter and he said twitter. yeah he, he could still he could still come over Oh, cool. He actually compared Spawncast to Kind of Funny, so there you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. they, they, they've laxed their rules when yeah. it comes to these things over the years. Before, it used to be like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Back like when Greg Miller when Greg Miller and all them left, it was like, no, you can't talk about games on your own. You can't, like, there was all sorts of rules. Yeah, see, I wondered yeah. about that. I have to say, yeah. I, it, it probably sounds cheesy, but honestly, IGN's podcasts, when I discovered those in like 2011 or 2010 or whatever, like Beyond and GameScoop, that's how I got into podcasts. I mean, any kind of podcast. I was like, this is great. They just BS for a couple of hours about video games. Oh my God. 
<laughs> so it's like seriously that introduced me to the whole world of it so yeah it's good to listen to like if you have like long commutes that's usually when i listen to podcasts or if i'm at the gym usually i'll mm-hmm. listen to podcasts yeah. when i'm like on the treadmill and just bored out of my mind <laughs> running on the treadmill is the most boring thing yep. ever and that's i do it all the time too yep. so <laughs> you gotta yep. you gotta listen to something um i used to i got into um you guys remember screw attack back when it was actually like a real website yeah. and everything um yeah. i used to listen to side scrollers that's kind of what got me into that back if i mean they started doing that, I think, like in 2008 or 2007, something like that. So I, that's where I got it, kind of got into it. And also, like, Matt Casamassina, old school IGN is, as well. So. Oh, yeah, the first Nintendo voice chat. Well, I remember when they yeah. started it with Boson, right? Wasn't yeah. it Casamassina? Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a long time. That was God tier, though, man. They had, oh, man, the great podcast back then, man. Well, this is a question, I think, for you, OJ. Robert Reed asked, what happened to Escapist 2? Does anyone know? What is it? What's an escapist? <laughs> what is that? Escapist too. The isn't it a website like escapist like where oh, Yahtzee was? Website is, is that, that what he means? Is that, is that what there's he's... a game called Escapist? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a game. Oh. Yeah, the Escapist Two. It's coming on the Nintendo oh, Switch. Never mind. PS4. It's it's the one where you escape from prison. <laughs> it's like oh, it's like a, kind of wasn't a that the down. EA game? It, no, um, it's a, no, it's pseudo in Team Seventeen. Team Seventeen made it. Yeah, um, it's been on this. It's been on Steam already, right? Yeah, you can buy it on Steam. Um, because I remember they talked about the Escapist going to um oh. the Switch as well, uh, and we haven't really heard anything about it. I don't think since it, then. It's just joining the ranks of all the it games shows that list- should come. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of the indie games that are on Steam are coming over to the Switch because apparently it's super easy to transition over. Um. Let me see. I don't think we have a release date for it, though. Uh, it just it said, um, okay, so Xbox One, PS4 were released over the summer, and we're just waiting on the Switch still. Um, but the thing about these indie games, I'm telling you, they like they'll pop up out of nowhere. Like like Stardew Valley was announced, and then it came out like two days later, right, for the release date. It was like, oh, it's coming out in two days. Um, so yeah, it could just it could just pop up and say it's coming out on Friday, and you look down and it's Wednesday. <laughs> It's even going to get better um, going forward, guys. Um, can't announce, I can't say too much, but there's definitely going to be more like different stuff coming when it comes to indie titles um, coming to the Switch and what developers can do. So it's even going to get better. Payday, uh, pay, uh, someone has said uh, Payday went MIA. They actually did a, uh, a video the other day talking about Payday 2 coming this winter. So it's still happening. They actually showed yeah, I think it just got confirmed. Yeah, reconfirmed. Yeah. They yeah. Showed, showed like handheld. They didn't show any direct feed from their like most recent one but they showed it in handheld mode and it seemed to be running normally and everything so uh it's on the way uh just we, we're not sure if it's going to fall into 2017 it might end up being a 2018 game might get pushed just because they said winter so and really there's no need to bring it out in november or december at this point you should check yeah, out the I'm, comments i'm still bitter about uh i'm still bitter about fire emblem warriors man i want to pick that game up so badly but i don't have any reason to right now yeah so, and well that's the good problem, on games Odyssey just like overtook everything. Like I'm telling you, everyone on it Twitter is, is posting pictures <laughs> of everything they're doing in the game. So it's it's impossible right now. If it Mario Odyssey is just too good, and it's and it's tough because now that I'm done Odyssey, I'll still play it some. But now I got to move to Assassin's Creed while I do my review for Odyssey. So it's like, uh, mm. and then I guess life. Wolfenstein. Yeah, I guess Wolfenstein's next. I don't know. <laughs> um, but. It's um, it's interesting. So we have um, a lot of. Fi- did you guys see any of the financials that came out for Microsoft? Uh, yeah, I did. You did. Okay, yeah, because it was um, OJ. Did you see any of them at all? I took a any quick glance, but I stopped. I really stopped following it just because I know they they blended their divisions, right? Like Microsoft's 
all of their divisions are kind of blended in. So I just kind of really stopped paying attention when they when they started doing. Well, they that, actually um they separated it this time, which was very interesting. So okay. they 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 separated gaming, Windows, and everything else. Um, now Microsoft as a company is doing well, like you'd expect. They're still a very rich company. They still make a lot of money, but gaming was actually stagnant completely from last year. Um, it didn't ra- like rise at all. In fact. The only thing they really did, which is what they want to rise, was software and services. The revenue grew 21%, which is in, uh, due to their um, Xbox Live members uh, jumping up to 53 million, which is 13% growth. However, wow. because of their hardware, uh, their hardware revenue declined heavily. And I read through like the, the statements they put out, and it's kind of buried in there. But the basically, it offsets. So you, you hear about revenue for software and stuff raised... 21%, but they come out the other end with a 0% raise, and that's because revenue for hardware fell 48%. I'm from, shocked. From this quarter to last quarter. But uh, <laughs> it's mind, a one big thing, drop, too. One thing is, um, last they're comparing it to the quarter that had the Xbox One S launch, um, but I, I feel like there is some issues right now with, with their Xbox, mostly because I think they've essentially sacrificed what seems to be almost an entire year for this Xbox One X. Um, as soon as they announced it, everyone was, I feel like, kind of like on the fence about buying an S or an Xbox One because in their mind, they're like, well, let me see what either this thing is or let me, let me just save up money over the next year and buy the better systems. They seem to have no, I mean, we didn't see the Xbox One at all take any MPDs, right? None. No. Zero. It's, okay. Yeah, uh, it, hasn't taken, it, hasn't taken, or it hasn't taken an MPD in a while. If, if anything, it's it was been a it was, long time. It's yeah, been a while. I'm pretty been, sure they did take one or two. This um, year? No, not this year. I'm talking about like 2015. Oh, oh yeah, they've taken MPDs before. Like I think they probably took an MPD last year at some point, maybe maybe once or. But a in the times. um, but in the um, in the in the world with the switch existing, there were times where it fell out of the top three completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three yes yeah. took the third spot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the 3ds had software this year, so I, I can see why maybe. And it, I mean, that really a- makes a difference. Yeah, having games makes a difference. Fat price drop to 150. You know, you have that the 2DS XL. That thing's awesome. If you don't care about 3D, you just go ahead and pick that up. You know, so that thing's pretty cool. They had like Metroid. They had all sorts of stuff. You know, so sure. Xbox sure. just didn't have. I mean, their games got canceled. You know, Fable and. and you realize uh, there's, a, there's a chance that they're going to fall out of the MPDs in November, which sounds crazy because. Uh, obviously, at the X is launching. However, mm. based on some estimates I'm seeing, and it seems like, strangely enough, Michael Pachter actually agrees with me on it, but uh, the X is not going to ship as many as you'd think um, because of how expensive it is. Uh, there's a lot of people, like, do, do you remember how people were really excited about Amazon having a, um, like, they were talking about how it was the most pre-ordered Xbox or whatever in history, and then yeah. Michael Pachter yeah. gets a lot of hate because he starts poking holes in that statement, and then it comes out that he was correct that it, it's not as many as you think. Yeah, I saw there. him break that down. It was really interesting to get an idea of, like, where Microsoft kind of fudged those numbers into, like, truth, but also really not truth. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, um, pretty interesting. It, it's concerning, and that's the same month that uh, Pokemon comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Ultrasound, Ultra Moon. So if you don't remember this, uh, last year when we had uh, Pokemon and, and the 3DS and everything, it was impossible to find a 3DS because they sold out constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this thought that what if the X comes out and not only does it not top the MPDs, what if it's not even the top three? It's not going to well, top. They, there's, there's no way in hell. There are, there are a lot of people who are, who, are, who are predicting it topping the MPDs. Well, the Xbox brand in general, be, just because of the X. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I think that would be tough. It would be tough to top the NPD because you need, I mean, that's fine if you have a great hardware, right? But you need software. You need, you need exclusive software to also top NPD. You can't just top NPD just because, just because you have a new piece of yeah. hardware. It seems you, like, it seems like something. Microsoft is pushing it as the third party system. Like if you want Battlefield or if you want Call of Duty, look as good as possible, buy this system. It's, yeah, it's kind coming of like off of E3, I, I totally agree with that. But like well, the way they really showcased it at E3, that's what it felt like to me. The right. ultimate third-party experience is on the X kind of thing. I keep seeing a commercial um, when I watch my Sling TV for the for the Xbox One X, and they show uh, they show it says world's most powerful system, and they show like a little snippet of Forza, they show a little snippet of Madden, they show a little snippet of Minecraft because Minecraft in 4K is necessary, and then they go back to Madden, and then that's the whole commercial, and I'm like. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> and? Excuse me. Like, here's the thing. But Phil Spencer, he didn't, he didn't make, he didn't. He's not the one who said, "Oh, this is the most pre-ordered and hyping that up." He he's made many interviews saying, like, this is. We know, like, the Xbox One X is not going to sell as much. We know that the Xbox One S is going to yes. be thing that sells so even microsoft can say whatever they want bill spencer's been telling the truth yeah he, he, is, <laughs> he, he is straight to the point about that yeah uh, like he's been telling the truth about the system and you know and he's just running it efficiently as he can i think what he's seen is that microsoft just doesn't have the they don't have the horses to really compete when it comes universal to Juan says uh great squad tonight thank you thank you Juan. um i think Sweet. uh i think uh the, the issue it the, and there was another piece of info that came out that was a little interesting um apparently or you guys remember sunset overdrive i assume because it was a super oh, yeah. it was a very unique game on awesome the xbox game. one and it's it was a, great a game, game. yeah it, it's a game that they have still not brought to pc which is odd because they had this massive initiative to do that mm-hmm. um but Insomniac uh, put out on Twitter that they are ready to make it. They just need a publisher. They need a publisher. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yes. What is my why? What? <laughs> How did Microsoft not go? Yeah, let's do it. Apparently, the game didn't sell. Didn't sell yeah. as well as it should. I get sold. that. I get that. But they're. I mean, they're they're developing Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why, why, like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's in 4K. Can you stop it? It's in 4K. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to buy that game and play it. But, like, Sunset Overdrive, man, don't. That's a game yeah, that. Uh, I think that, that they're underestimating maybe that game because of the, the poor sales. Because mm-hmm. the reception was really strong. It sounds like most or all of us played it. And we all know that was a really, really good game. It was a cool That's game. actually was when I decided to buy my Xbox One, was when it came out. Sure, um, but but like yeah. a lot of there aren't that many back then. You could probably test this, Rob, because you just bought an Xbox. There weren't the audience that they have now. Maybe back then they had maybe ten to fifteen million Xbox Ones. They've definitely doubled in size since then. Oh, for and, sure, they uh, have they have a market. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's they want it. They keep talking about having these. Uh, I I don't want to say you know these dude bro shooters, but they keep talking about not having your typical shooter and stuff on there. You know, and and here's Sunset Overdrive, which is probably a game that looks like it would be on nintendo system you know mm-hmm. like it's super colorful and, and cartoony and uh it, it's right there they could throw it money does, at it airs a little it. bit more on the, on the mature side than for nintendo stuff but i still don't think it would be impossible to see it on a nintendo console and i just wonder if it more is like a showcase of a showcase as to how microsoft might just be really confused on the games thing they seem really into the hardware. We're going to make a, an Xbox, and then we're going to make a One S because it's a little bit better, and then we're going to put all of our chips into the One X. 
and not really marketed a whole lot, at least not mm-hmm. that I've seen. I haven't seen a whole big push like the way Sony has done with the PS4 through the years. And everyone who talks in the community and in social media about games and what's happening, everyone is really aware that Microsoft can't get games figured out, actual software. They, don't even, they couldn't even get Crackdown available to sell the One X when the One X was going to launch. Yeah. They have nothing to push the One X yep. other than that it's just there. I was, I was it, absolutely positive that game was going to launch with the X. So. Oh, me too. During the Scorpio days, I was really big. I, I talked about the Scorpio quite a bit because I was excited to see if Microsoft could make a really kick-ass new system. And I, I, was, I was very much in the belief that they're going to push this as something that could be next-gen in a couple of years, and they're going to have a first-party software to, to move this thing when it launched. And for a while, that was the plan, actually, because Crackdown was going to be that. But they, all the ducks are just not in a row, it seems like, it seems like for Microsoft and the software front. So they're going to push the One X out there and just hope that it sells. But, and I don't want it to fail, but I don't think it's going to sell. Chad, Chad, makes, no a, games. Chad makes a good point here um, in, in his post saying that third parties probably won't be super inclined to, to, um, to work with the X because of the small user base. Because keep in mind, uh, Microsoft is essentially having these companies build 4K patches. It's not like you're going to mm-hmm. pop the disc in and it's just going to magically work. There has to be a patch of some kind there ready to go. And he does make a good point um, in the way he was writing it here that uh, the developers, need, like I remember originally the Witcher team wasn't going to do it. And then somehow they all of a sudden did it. And that's probably because Microsoft was like, listen, we'll pay for the cost for you guys to make this patch. There's no word that yeah. happened. I have a feeling that happened though. Um, cool. So Microsoft's at this point, more than likely paying out for these 4K patches rather than possibly paying out for development. It's, it's such a weird situation right now. It's, they don't know what the hell they're doing. I, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. When you, when, you look at, when you look at the Xbox and the original Xbox, there was a lot of, there was, you had first party titles from companies like Rare. You had, um, I mean, exclusives, excuse me. You had games from Rare, Rare was a first party. Um, you had a lot of Sega exclusives on there as well, because essentially Sega, you know, treated it sort of like the Dreamcast too. The Xbox 360 had the benefit of exclusives because it sold really well. It had a great online infrastructure. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, they managed to market that system much better than the PS3 was initially marketed. And of course it was cheaper than the PS3. So companies gravitated towards that system because it was selling well. But now with the Xbox One, it's not selling that well. It hasn't been selling that well. So they don't have the benefit of companies like Sega, you know, making games for it, giving them exclusives. There's, 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 besides like Gears of War, Halo, Sunset Overdrive, and Quantum Break, all awesome games. But that's literally four games. Like it, it's, it's crazy to me. It's Quantum Break's crazy. on the PC now too. Well, yeah, and I, I mean yeah, most so. of these games Gears, you can play yeah. on the PC. Gears, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just, I saw there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting uh, a question. Uh, maybe you can help me with this one, OJ. It says, when, can you discuss the possibility of Nintendo dropping the NDS range long-term? Nintendo, oh, the, the 3DS? The, I assume that's what they're saying. I guess then just dropping the 3DS long-term. Oh, is, that what oh. they're, is that what they're making mention of? They're, they're not. They're, guys, there's, there's multiple reasons. I think he's talking about the 3DS, right? Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Yeah, the Nintendo DS. Okay. Like, yeah. th- that's not going to happen. There's, here's a couple of reasons why. Because Nintendo is selling this ancient piece of hardware for, 100 and, for $150 to, 90, to $199. They're making 
ridiculous amounts of profit on it. They don't even give you the charger with the two hundred dollar model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, why? They're selling software for four. They're selling sub three sixty p software for forty dollars a pop. You would be an idiot if you're running a business. You would be an absolute idiot to drop that product and just say we're going to drop it just because. Well, why? It why? does seem like they're dropping. <laughs> it does. It does seem like the Pokemon team is moving on. The Pokemon um, team is the Pokemon mm-hmm. team is moving on the main team, but they can always do Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Pokemon yeah, oh yeah, Rumble. Yeah. You know, they can always do. I'm, what I'm saying is that all of Nintendo's main teams have already moved on. Guys, right. it's all of Nintendo's like Fire Emblem, the uh, Intelligent Systems, Next Level Games, Retro Studios. All of Nintendo's main teams have already moved on. Nintendo is getting dudes like Grezzo, getting stuff like Professor Layton, getting stuff like getting these third parties that they're working with in order to make them, or getting younger staff to make these other 3DS games. None of the main teams are making any 3DS games any, anymore. So you don't have to worry about not getting a, the next Fire Emblem because that was only on 3DS, right? No, the next Fire Emblem is coming to the coming to the Switch. And here's the thing. The last Fire Emblem game, Echoes, wasn't even made by the main team. It was made by younger developers and other staff members, like a team of like 30 or 40 people. So that's really what's mm-hmm. going to happen. They're going to put together some young people, some new people they're bringing in. They're going to make 3DS games. All the main dudes are going to be making all the games that you guys love. So Ooh. there's no reason to drop the 3DS at all. Let these guys get experience building on one platform. They need to you know, work their way up, and then they'll make a Switch game when they're ready, and they bring new people in. It's a, it's a very simple thing, and it, Nintendo would be dumb to just drop the 3DS. It's, it's going to stay around for at least another, I would say, two to three years. The this 3DS is, a, is going to be around. This is a good question from, uh, from Coloco, um, asking, uh, would you want DLC in Odyssey, and if so, what would you like to see? That's a I, good question. I mean, I just started playing. I'm, I'm st- I still need to get through everything, so... <laughs> I haven't beat it, but I want more... So I wouldn't be against it. Maybe like, I, I, but I don't know. Like, would you add new worlds and, and stuff like that? Like, I feel like that's what you could do. Yeah. It's just like new worlds, right? Well, I, mean, new kind of, I mean, new costumes and things. New but. challenges in the worlds that already exist yes. would be an alternative, but probably the best bet would be new worlds just because it feels a little more fresh. The tile set and the yeah. textures would all be different. But they know? could also, they could also like, um, because I, I think everybody compares it to Super Mario 64. Uh, and there is a call, a call to Mario sixty four somewhere in the game. I don't want to ruin it with anybody, but you do eventually I've seen run it, into and a it's callback. Super, super exciting! Yeah. I've seen it. Oh uh, my gosh, I need stop it! it. <laughs> I've avoided all spoilers. Towards the end of the I game, mean, never but, mind. Um, but uh, wouldn't it, I think it'd be cool if they took a world from Mario sixty four and actually rebuilt it, in Mario Odyssey, as like something you could buy, and then they have moons hiding in it and stuff. Kind of yeah. Am it. I am I losing my mind? Didn't that happen in a Mario game recently where they had one of the sixty four levels in it? Um, Am I could totally did that not happen in something? Was it Galaxy Two? Maybe someone Gal- in the chat could, did they? Wasn't there a, a straight up Mario? Like they took the same map. It was like the vertical thing with all the uh, the swamp guys, where they basically did that. Um, but he, I mean, either way, the point is, I do for that reason. Like I agree with you. I think that'd be cool to do like a like sixty four or even Galaxy or even Sunshine theme. Yeah. Like you know, small it DLC was, maps. I think that would be because then you get you get, Galaxy you get the new stuff. Mario Galaxy Two, yeah. Yeah, throwback. Yeah, throwback. Throwback Galaxy. Yeah, throwback Galaxy. All right, I wasn't crazy. That's good to know because I was a little bit worried for a sec. But they've already done. They've already done it. (laughs) Oh, actually, you know what? Oh, see, I can't. I I can't talk to any of you guys about the end of the game because none of you have got there yet. You should probably avoid it anyway. Yeah, you should. How many people are watching? Yeah, 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 it's been out for like twenty-four hours. Yeah, old news is old. Sean, Sean uh, Ryan brings up the the point I think everybody here has made. Uh, I'd have an Xbox if it had exclusive games. 
I mean, uh, I always yeah, I always wanted an Xbox One S, and I got very lucky. I was eventually going to buy one to play Sunset Overdrive, um, Quantum Break, because I don't I don't play stuff on my PC. But like, even as you know, an owner of the Xbox One now, like I've played, I haven't beat Quantum Break, but I've gotten pretty far in it. I've played a good bit of Sunset Overdrive. I played a good bit of Gears Four, and it's like. What else do I have to look forward to here? Like, I still need to get the Master Chief collection and stuff. I think Forza is like, like the big thing they ride on, is what it seems like. That's their biggest is, appealing exclusive Which game. is weird, because I never thought Forza was better than Gran Turismo. Like, I used to love simulation racing games. Like, I had a... Um, so, here's a, just a weird story. In high school, I let this friend of mine borrow some GameCube games, and he never gave them back right to there. me. Yep. And so... Um, like a couple years ago, um, we were playing uh, Gran Turismo. I guess it was five on the PS3, which whichever one released on the PS3. And um, he was like, "Oh, dude, I got this steering wheel for the PS3. Uh, it works with the PS3 and PC. I'll let you borrow it." And I was like, "Okay," because I had like a cheaper steering wheel. This was like a like a two hundred and fifty dollars steering wheel, and I kept that thing forever, and forever and ever and ever. And like he would always ask to borrow it, and I'd be like, "No." You can't have it back yet. I'm not done with it yet. But like, I always preferred Gran Turismo over over Forza. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, Forza is cool, but I mean, is do you really want to bank on a simulation racing game to to be your bread and butter? Like, it just seems weird. I mean, they're they're bringing cars on stages at E3, so they they seem really into it. I'm I'm with you. It's not really that big of a deal to me, but it's. I mean, unless I'm missing something, it seems like that's the game series that they ride. Publicly and all their marketing, you know. I think I mean Forza Horizon is probably their best series. That's actually a really fun game too if you haven't played it. Um, I yeah. think it's, I'm yeah. sure they're good. It's a series. Yeah. Um, it's more arcadey. Like they, that's the game that has the Hot Wheels track in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> my jam. Awesome. That's more my jam than simulation. I drive every day to work in traffic. I don't need to do it in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the arcadey stuff. You know what the thing is? When I was a kid, I think it was more cool because you didn't drive. You know what I'm saying? Like you weren't you weren't driving. When when I was a kid, I loved simulation racing. I was like, man, these cars are cool. I can drive. Like you know, before I used to drive a lot, and now I'm just like screw driving. I, I don't drive at all anymore. Oh, well, I do, but very very small. Like very. Well, that's small. what happens. Like, that's what gym. happens when you work at home, like you and I do. Exactly. Well, I mean, I have another job where I have to go train at the gym too. But I mean, I live very close to the gym, so I'm. I'm it's like yeah. five minutes away. Yeah, that's how so. that's how it is for me. I, I go there in the morning, pretty much every day during the week. Um, yeah. but, Otherwise, I just sit around at home, so I have to get out yeah, or something. <laughs> 90, 90% of the time, I'm right here in this seat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so, yeah. I'm but, uh, yeah. Uh, but we do have, um, just so everyone knows, we have Nintendo's financial uh, briefing on the 30th. That's Monday. I don't know what time they release it in Japan because I always get mixed up between like my time zone in Japan. Um, I guess just sometime during Monday, it should just pop up on their website. Uh, and we'll know exactly how many Switch units they have sold up until I want to say September. September. Nice. Yeah. I wish so, I wish Kimishima would just like go up like in front of the investors and be like, tap the mic. We are making money, bitches, and then just walk <laughs> yeah. away. A lot of money, but knocks the mic over and just walks out. I think <laughs> Evan, we've done that, right? We've um we've uh, asked everybody who's come on here how much they think uh, it's going to be revealed on Monday. Uh, on Monday, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so I think um, right now they have 4.7 million. That was through, oh, that would have been through June. The number is specifically for the Galaxy sales, yeah. Well, I, well, I was asking for a Switch, what they're going to reveal on Monday. 
Did we do that or no? No, we were just. I think we were just doing the over under on the Mario oh, okay. sales uh, after the first week. Yeah, we what only do did Mario. Think, what do you guys think they're going to reveal for the Switch? They're at four point seven million through. I believe that's through June. So that's, this should be the, the other three months: July, August, September, mashed into that four point seven million. I'm thinking maybe somewhere five point nine. Maybe want to go up to okay. six. Okay. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. I'm going you, higher than that. <laughs> I hope it's higher. <laughs> I'm gonna say seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. What about what about you, OJ? Yeah, I'm leaning more towards the oh. seven-ish range, just because. Okay. Five point nine. That'd be that'd be a one one million, about one million more. And I think well, that's done, from I think June to better. September, right? Is that the? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What big releases? I mean, what we have? Splatoon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah Splatoon, Splatoon, Splatoon came out in August. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it did so. really well. It boosted sales really well in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking seven. I mean, I'm thinking I've seen. It, I've seen some people with uh, uh, Ahmed on Twitter. One of the guys I talk to now and then uh, has upwards of eight million. Is what he's thinking. Uh, oh, the, the the guy that's the security analyst for yes, Nico or something. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's okay. He's between seven and a half and eight million. And I actually said it probably between seven and seven and a half million is what I'm thinking. Somewhere in there. Seven plus, um, seven plus yeah. million. <laughs> yeah, because that that well that'll put them on track to actually get very close to the Wii U sales uh, in this calendar year, which would not even be its first full year on the market. First full year, yeah, yeah. See, it's it's tricky though because I think, and obviously you guys could be right. I'm lowballing it here, and I would love for it to be that high, but I think about just the gap in time from June to September. That's also before Mario Odyssey launched. And I know that, you know, we know that for Odyssey is when they started pushing a lot more switches into stores. Throughout that time, mm -hmm. I do know that was, I think, when they were still a little bit more rare and harder to find. So mm -hmm. I hope that doesn't hold it down. I, I want to be wrong here. You know, I guess I'll stick with six. But I do think that, that, that the stock issue was something and they weren't really making them as readily available until the last couple of weeks with the, with the push to Mario Odyssey and making sure people could get them there. So Well, I will say, uh, I keep seeing people posting pictures on Twitter now. It does look like that they massively stocked stores for Mario Odyssey. Dave put a picture up and it was a ton of like units with like Mario Odyssey odyssey bundles um yeah, so they yeah. definitely came to the table with some some switch mm -hmm. units they did not show up without stock which is my, good because that that's when you need good it. smart my yeah. best my best buy had around 70 switches wow. and there was there was at least 40 people in line getting one wow yeah you're gonna see it. media creates on wednesday look at that when that comes out because that's gonna be very interesting to see in japan it, 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 that because goes. that's where they're having the most issue is japan japan is the is yeah. the area where they're having the biggest that's problems. the lottery area that's where yeah the that's the lottery <laughs> line area where people have to literally wait just for a chance to buy one i mean thousands five thousand six thousand people waiting in these uh, all across japan um, in certain areas so that's where they're having the biggest problem you don't have to do that here you don't have to do that in europe you can no. you can just like wait for the restock and you can go pick one up we saw the whole the 49ers the idiot they've only that's the only thing they won all year was a switch yeah that's, that's the only good thing that's happened all year for them is that they got <laughs> busy buying switches rather than completing passes <laughs> so that's i mean they were able to walk into target and get seven switches no problem so i'm surprised they sold it to them those bums <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should have should gave him a, I don't know something something else. Yeah. Should have gave him give him an Xbox. Engage uh, <laughs> should have given him some yeah. engages that had left over. Some man, those bums uh, can't Oh my gosh, the engage. Oh <laughs> man. 
uh, we do have uh, uh, we have financials from Sony coming on the 31st of the day after Halloween. They'll release theirs as well. They're expecting some solid growth also. Um, but mm-hmm. at this point, I do think the Switch is going to get... It's going to come up on half of the PS4 sales probably in Japan in its first year on the market. It's like its first full year, um, which would be the... 3rd of March there in, uh, in Japan, yeah. Um, because it's already coming up on 2 million and the, and the PS4 is like at 5.3 or 5.4 million, mm-hmm. I think. So it's, um, it's chasing the PS4 down at this point. Um, That's just a, a product of Nintendo knowing how to cater to that, to their own market. Yeah, to their own yeah market. I mean, That's Japan exactly is... Exactly what Jap- they did. Japan's always been uh, a Nintendo country. So Nintendo and portable. It's just portable. a perfect little storm of awesomeness and yeah. they just knew what they were doing there. The the 3DS actually is already outsold it outsold the PS2 in Japan and that's always been the highest Dang. selling home console. It, it outsold it months ago. The 3DS out, outsold the PS2. Yeah. So yeah, portables is definitely the and obviously the DS sold ridiculous amounts in in Japan. Like oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if the 3DS will catch that or I don't know if the Switch will, but if it did, it'd be great. And then we have um uh, Sony has Paris Games Week. Did you guys see this? It's coming uh, Monday. Yes. Very Monday, excited. Monday. Some mm-hmm. stream is seven, happening. Seven new games or something? Seven like new that? games. Seven new games. They're going to show 21 games. Uh, seven of them we have not heard about. The others are all games we know about, but they could still be things like we could see another level from Spider Man, for example. We could see some stuff about God of War, uh, Days Gone. I mean, there's a lot of stuff they can show us, but those seven. Uh, new games are what's really interesting to me because, well, one, they talked about VR, too. I assume maybe it's me half and half, maybe like four and three. Um, I don't really know what they're going to put with VR to actually make that do better. VR is kind of uh, it's kind of stagnant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they've even dropped the price and it's still just selling OK. I mean, that happened pretty quick after PSVR even launched, right? I mean, leading up to PSVR launching i remember just in general the vr talk was like pretty common and it was it was divisive a lot of people were either for it or against it but in general people were like psvr htc vive all of these things oculus like the vr like zeitgeist was happening mm-hmm. psvr mm-hmm. came out and a lot of people were like it's okay and some people said it was sold out and some people said it wasn't but then like you said it really i don't feel like it took too long before it felt like the whole conversation just kind of subsided and we weren't hearing about sales and we weren't seeing a lot of games. Although to Sony's credit, they did have a lot of VR stuff at E3, which I did not expect at all. They did say that and they that did was... cross the million mark for headsets sold. Um, so they have sold a million. Of them, that. But, but for, good. I mean, I mean, the install base is pretty high on the PS4. It's almost, I think it's almost 65 million if it's not there <laughs> yet. Um, so you figure you'd sell a little more than a million, although to be fair, the headset was, is more expensive than the actual system is, <laughs> yeah. which is, that's a tough sell. Um, but it's, uh, it's tough right now until VR starts getting cheaper. It's going to be really hard to sell it in large quantities. I think, I think cheaper and simpler because what I hear about PSVR is that it's just a wire catastrophe It is, and it, it is, like yeah. needs, I think it needs even two outlets. I think like mm-hmm. the, it's got its own power brick and then it has that something box. else. Yeah. It, so it's uh, like not not to mention everything going in and out of your PS4 and your TV for it or whatever. So it's just yeah. too cumbersome, I, man. I, I personally think that like it just looks stupid on people when you when you're seeing someone play VR, they just look like idiots. <laughs> like if someone is like a cool type of gamer, right? Like, like they're not gonna have their friends. Hey, cool guys, guy gamer guy. Yeah, the cool bro dude. He's not gonna. Be, hey guys, let me let me look around and do this. Thing. Hey, you want to see this game? Oh yeah, wait, you can't. You just you just look so stupid playing VR. I mean, I've played VR. You look like an idiot. My sister recorded me while, and I looked stupid. <laughs> I that was the last. Not that I care about how I look when I play games, but man, it's just 
it, it looks ridiculous. So socially, VR is awkward. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it has a negative stigma attached to it because you're yeah. strapping this thing to your head. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're strapping this thing to your head. So I just I don't see it doing more than just like with the core, like really hardcore people that want to get into that. But for me, I don't want to strap anything to my eyes that close and, and play. I refuse to do After I played VR, I played it at E3. I've played it at a couple different places, and I'm like, I'm done with this. I don't want that something that close to my eyes. I don't, I don't need to experience yeah. games like this. Now, if Hololens ever gets to be something to where that's like games can do that, I, I'd be a little bit more interested in Hololens. But that's still far. Yeah, off AR has to be one of the only ways to make it more feasible. I think for a lot of people, it's the mm -hmm. closest I get to getting excited about it too. For that same reason, OJ is like, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not going to block me out from the world. It's not going to make it awkward if I'm gaming and my girlfriend has to come in and ask me mm -hmm. something. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. have to like disengage from my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> You're making what for dinner? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to have to That's do the that. Problem. That's the problem. The easier thing to, to swallow. So. Yo, D uh, DNL Spice, thanks for the sponsorship. I think that's our first sponsor, actually. I just I think I so, turned yeah. those on the other day. So thanks, awesome. you know, Sweet. Spice. That's very kind. Um, uh, VR, though, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> VR, VR is interesting. I don't know if we'll see anything catch on heavily. I know there's some diehard VR fans right now. Really? Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> some, yeah. Ask, uh, ask, ask Max. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah seriously. He's, is it, we should be careful. Are you is sure he a that VR he's... Guy? Is he still around? Like, what happened to him? He, he yeah, said that he's <laughs> no. Um, this is a long story, but Max made a uh, Max made a video about why the PSVR what is it failed or or why it sucks sucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, he made it, and he had people from YouTube actually calling his house to yell at him. Well, death threat, death threats, and yeah, because he, over VR, because he talked about it. yeah, because he talked about it not being good. Um, he talks about VR not being good. He talked about the PlayStation just... VR. Yeah, the PlayStation VR. What the hell is wrong with people? Yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah, it was. He had to take the video down because it was getting serious. I guess. Um, he, yeah, that's he could good, have told man. you the whole thing. He could have told you all about it. Of course, not on tonight when we bring this up. Um, because Max doesn't like VR that much. Uh, but it was it was <laughs> no bad. So, so if you make a if you make a video apparently about the PlayStation VR being bad, people will downvote it like crazy, and then they will start calling your house. Yeah, I refused. So I made I made one where I questioned a couple of things, and I def and that was before it came out, and I saw like some pretty crazy hate people calling me all sorts of names and stuff so it's like eh, i'm never talking about vr again so that was the last vr video that i made so i, I kind of want to make one now <laughs> dude you should do it <laughs> like come, come you can come to my house you can come visit me dude we get <laughs> the one, you'll the one regret thing. it <laughs> you might not leave but you can come the other thing max <laughs> his video actually got viewed a lot so there's that. <laughs> yeah, it got. A, I mean, the, like the, I've seen people hate on VR, people praise VR. It gets a lot of views, but there's a really dedicated base of people who just absolutely love VR. Like a really small vocal base of people who just think it's the greatest thing ever because it's like you know some of the stuff that you saw as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like VR was always yeah. that thing, you know, and it's here. But yeah. Well, we're, I think we're all like 90s kids, like 80s and 90s kids here. So we remember when like that was the promise of the future, like the ghost in yeah. the machine thing and like yeah. VR is going to be so cool. And now it is here, like you said, and I'm, I'm so torn on it because I still have never tried it. And I'm very down on it trying to be something that the industry tries to force on us and make the hot new thing. 
because I just don't believe it ever could be for all the reasons we've discussed. But I do desperately want to try it. Like, I want to put my head in one of those things and just see what it's like to play like a Resident Evil 4 mm -hmm. or like a weird, I don't know, like a roller coaster simulation well, kind of thing. I'm, I'm curious what the really technology wanna, is like. If you really want to get one without heavy investment, um, look at something like the Oculus Go that's coming out early next year. It's $200 and it's a oh, self-contained okay. self unit, so there's no wires. It doesn't need a, doesn't need a phone? Nope, does it doesn't need anything. It just, the headset has okay. the motherboard and everything built in. And it's going to be $200 with the controller oh. that comes with it. So if, if you're way, looking way, way for, better. I think it's going to run, I think they said it's going to run Linux or Android. I think it's Linux. Um, hmm. But it's going to basically be set up similar to like what a phone would run. So things that like the Samsung VR, the, the Galaxy VR kind of, the Gear yeah, VR. Yeah the, yeah, the Galaxy Gear VR. It'll run like similar to that. Um, Interesting. So, which, is pretty, which, is pretty crappy, which is pretty crappy VR, guys. Like, if, if you want really good VR to leave, I guess somewhat of a good impression would be the HTC Hive. That's the one to... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, see, that's kind of what I'd want to try. But if you get yeah. into that, you're going to end up... Because you need a pretty good computer to run it well. Yeah. Um, so you're probably looking 800 to 1,000 to the computer because you're probably looking at, like, at least a... 1070 maybe you, a 1080 <laughs> you gotta play it at a trade show that's like that's where you'd have to play that yeah, some type yeah. of trade show or something would be your best bet you know yeah. something i saw actually i don't remember where i was going but a couple of months ago i was in a layover flight going probably from here back home to denver or something and i'll, I'll never forget this i didn't have time to stop but when i was going from my one gate to the other gate there was this like facebook kiosk and it was it was all facebook plastered and they had a couple of people with clipboards like with facebook like visors and stuff on and they and they had a bunch of vr sets and what had to have been oculus right because they're all partnered together and they were having people stand on these weird like futuristic lit up orb kind of things and there was people that were doing whoa and like doing this and i was like oh my god i really want to try that but i'm gonna miss my flight and i wasn't able to stop and do it but it was just really interesting to see that in a public setting and it was like facebook with VR in an airport so people could just try it in the airport kind of thing. And it was like, wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to try it, but I just didn't have time, you know? Um, so let me, I'm going to pass something. First off guys, we're, we're a little more than halfway through the, the podcast and you guys actually already hit the like goal of 300. So good job to everyone Woo. in the chat. <laughs> that actually Woo. helps the podcast kind of, I guess, get be found or recommended or something. And then, uh, you know, helps everybody with exposures on the podcast. Thanks to everyone who, Hit the little thumbs up button. Um, yeah. But I did want to uh, pass up the over to OJ here because I saw a video that you made and you kind of told me on Twitter, there's this interesting uh, perception that I saw about Mario Odyssey. And you, you kind of had to talk about visuals where I saw some people talk about it on Twitter also. They don't want to play Mario Odyssey because it's too cartoony, right? Uh, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's, it's something like that. There's, there's a certain sect of gamers out there which... You no, know, you come across, like I said, this is more of a vocal minority, but there's a certain sect of gamers that won't play Mario, that won't give it a chance because of its visuals, because it's not a realistic looking game, because it doesn't look like Uncharted. It doesn't look like that. They associate their age with, with the look of a game. And this is something, like I said, you can freely see on Twitter. Some of the people in the chat probably know some of the people who do this, which is not, I mean, it's their opinion, right? Everyone's an adult. They make their own opinions. But I, I always found that funny that, like, you would associate your age because I'm 30 and I'm still playing this. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm an adult for the most part. I mean, I got to pay mortgage. I got to do all the stuff that adults do that, that old people do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to take care of my kid. I got to do all sorts of stuff. But I've never associated my age with the type of video game that I'm playing, like that just sounds like a ridiculous notion to me. It's like, 
if you were to talk to someone who doesn't play games, like, hey, I'm I'm an adult. I I don't play. I play shooting games. You know, it just <laughs> it would just it would just sound weird. You know what I'm saying? And th these are what some of these people are doing. And so that's why I made a video. Not because there's a couple things. They're saying that it's nostalgia that's getting people to even like these games or to even like it. And it's because, you know, I'm a name, Mario. So I had to make a video breaking down why actually the game is good. Because believe it or not, some people actually uh, believe these type of things. This is the same type of misinformation and the same type of uh, issues that we had with Wii U, which caused a lot of problems. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that I put something out there and people understand. It can be well-informed about things. I mean, you don't, if you're, if you're someone who's 30 or you're 40 or you're 50, you don't need to worry about your age when it comes to video games. I mean, the guys who are making these games, they're 30, 40, and 52, and they play them every day. You know what <laughs> let I'm me, saying? Let me, ask, so, let me ask you a question, OJ. Uh, the people who made uh, these three videos, the opinions and stuff, did they play or enjoy Cuphead? See, that's hmm. the thing. Some of them, no. Cuphead, oh. um, some of them, no. Some of them, no. Um, they'll not say anything bad about Cuphead. Um, for whatever biases or whatever the case it is, but I don't think they did play it because I've been tracking the sales. So we do know that the game Cuphead over a million or over a million units, Steam Spy over eight hundred thousand. Yep, a lot of it's Steam, yeah. So yep. all of it's Steam. This game's twenty dollars. It's amazing, and all of it's Steam. <laughs> so nobody's actually buying the game. I mean, I wouldn't say nobody. I mean, if it's selling a couple hundred thousand or whatever the case is on Xbox, that's that's okay. But for the quality of the game, that just seems a little. Evan, Evan, real, real quick, a quick aside. Do you know who? Do you know who Rob uh, Liefeld is? Name sounds familiar. He's, uh, it looks like he's a, he's an American comic book creator, um, and yeah. uh, his his drawing style is very adult, I guess. Like the way you know the way they have the characters defined and everything with their muscles and everything. Uh, Chad said they should have Mario be drawn like that, and I've seen those on Twitter where people draw Mario like super muscular and like. Oh yeah, no, this is the guy uh, that a lot of illustrators hate because the way he draws, he makes it over exaggerated to the point where it's just not real. But I, this is something OJ, and the reason I when I when I saw you talk about that because i asked you on twitter i was like what i i realized i ran across a lot of these people and evan i know did too um where they perceive a certain game as uh, a kitty game because when we were working in retail video games for like seven years of our lives uh we ran across a lot of people that did not want to play a game because it looked too cartoony yeah, it was yeah, a very they, common occurrence the straight the straight up relation was always how real does the game look that some more adult game and that was kind of awkward because then you got games like shank where you're just ripping people apart and stabbing them up but it's cartoon animated yeah. so like but there was um there was a time where somebody came in and it, there were there were quite a few people in the store at the time and there there are some people that come into these kind of stores and anyone probably in any retail um or even I don't know like a sub shop or somewhere people come in and hang out there's always like two or three customers that have no filter and they'll just say whatever comes to their mind like no matter what and the thing about these retail stores is that people would come in and they would ask recommendations and I can't remember which game it was I think it was a cell shaded game it might have been Crackdown two and because they were looking for a game and i was like here you know check out crackdown and he flipped it over he's like oh these are cartoon graphics i don't play cartoon games and i he, don't play yeah, that kind he's of like games. i don't play cartoon games you know i'm a little too old for that I'm an adult and the guy behind him who was looking at i want to say it was like nes games or something because we did like a range of them he he basically turned around like in two seconds and was like that might that might be the most insecure thing i've ever heard anyone say <laughs> insecurity is exactly what i've been thinking about when you talked about it it's like if you're old and you're like you define your age and your comfort by the kind of game you play in that way that's insecurity 
You're worried people are going to think you're like a dumb kid just because you play a fun game. I just find it weird. And like, like I said, you can only say that within the realm of gamers. If you say that to anyone else, they'll yeah. laugh. You. Like if you say that to anyone who's not into gaming, they'll laugh you off the face of the earth. Like, like who? Yeah. Like if you go on a date, hey, hey, baby, I play um. You want to you play you know, like, like, Yeah, like and they'd be looking at you like, what? Like, like what are you talking about? Like it's it's so silly. Like I said, it only works in the realm of gamers, and it even then it doesn't work very well. People just be like, uh. Okay, like it, it's a, it's a it's a video game. These are meant for kids in the first place to begin with. Yeah. All right. So. Well, and think about movies, right? I mean, does anyone feel weird about seeing Pixar or Disney movies? No, because they're great, and it does. No one's mm. like, oh, I must be perceived as a kid because I went to go see Wally. And it's like, no, you saw a great movie, just like you play great games if you play Mario. It, Dude, even it, even it, the latest even the latest Spider Man uh, really was more for the the high school kids. If you really definitely. look at what it was more, more than I'd prefer, actually. Although I did like the movie. But it definitely didn't have that. A a lot of these people are like, they're they're hypocrites because I've seen some of the same people say Lion King's like the greatest movie and they still watch it. So it's like, (laughs) I mean, they're contradicting themselves anyway because like pretty much everyone likes the Lion King. It's a great movie, right? It's it's cartoony, but it's still, you can still watch it. You can be a kid and watch the movie. I watched the movie last year and it was great. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you cried when when Mufasa died. Just admit it, dude. I cried when I was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I cried when I was a kid, but The Lion King is my favorite movie of all time, my favorite animated movie of all time. I watched it back then, I watched it now. It's still a great movie because it has certain things that appeal to both, and that's how Nintendo games are. I kind of see Nintendo games as The Lion King, you know I what kinda, I'm saying? Like, I kind of I, I, I if I feel kind of bad for the people who won't play it just because of the way it looks. It's it's very odd. Um, because really, if you strip away the visuals, all it are all it really is is a bunch of wireframes underneath of that, like any other <laughs> game. Like if you put it in wireframe and play, it's it's the same. Game. Uh, you know, like Call of Duty looks the same in wireframe, just like Mario. So, um, it's very weird. And I don't know. And then there's a lot of people um, on forums and other places that are really mad that Mario Odyssey is getting the reviews that it is. Yeah, and that's something I never understood. Like, don't go on M4G. <laughs> you go on M4G, mm-hmm. people are really mad that Mario Odyssey is getting like ninety fives out of a hundred, ten out of tens. It's yeah. very interesting to me that people get really mad about a score. I purposely don't give any score in any of my reviews because I I know it does. I can't formulate my thoughts into a number like easily. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just tell you is it worth sixty bucks or not. Um, yeah, exactly. That's all no, I, really I think that, that's the most appropriate scale it really has to be. I mean, we're, we're pretty caught up in the number of reviews scale nowadays. It's just really common culture. And I do think there are times where if I'm like reading or watching or even thinking of my own review where maybe a number can like make sense. But there are those times with certain games where it doesn't make sense. It's like, like you said, to formulate it and, and take everything that this game is and just make it a number just doesn't feel right. I think there's more review sites, too, that are starting to do that where they don't use numbers. And they're more just like, like this, the final statement of the game is it's really good or it's just okay or whatever. I think probably for that reason. Sean, Sean have you run across any, any people like that that won't play a game just because of the way it looks? Mm, not really because I don't talk oh, to people. <laughs> that's a good strategy I, I, that's a good strategy for life i keep to myself and like you know if somebody says why are you playing a kid's game i'd be like why are you dumb like why are you talking to me go away like this is mainly on twitter that i'm twitter video okay. cast like nobody talks to me in real life i mean i don't talk to anybody yeah. for, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean people can say whatever on twitter i had someone tell me today that i was a dope fiend on twitter and i'm like okay i haven't Dude, done the, drugs the hilarious- 
14, hilarious. 15 years. Like at, at, I, go, I go to, I go to two, the, the hilarious thing is I go to two different gyms depending on what I'm doing that day. And the one gym is Planet Fitness, which I absolutely hate. It's the worst gym on the planet, face of the earth. Um, and then the other one I go to is a little further out. Um, I think it's ret- Retro Fitness. But they a lot of the guys there are like Gold's Gym guys, you know, the really big guys that are like, you know, throw 450 up for warm up or everything on the bench. And uh, <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, but the, every time I go there, they ask me because they know I do YouTube, they ask me when that Mario game's coming out because they want to play it. <laughs> And it's these really big, you know, you know, masculine guys. And they're like, when's Mario coming out? I want to play that one. No, that play the is game. security and confidence. That's what you're <laughs> yeah. looking at there. It's really uh, funny. They're totally cool with themselves, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, it's the guys like that. And, like, I played collegiate football, like, and big old huge. I was the smallest dude on the team easily at State. I was the smallest guy. The kicker was bigger than me. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, he's still in the NFL, Robert Malone. He's still in the oh. NFL. He's still playing. Someone. But anyway, the kicker was bigger than me. I was the smallest dude on the team. And all of these dudes played Mario. A lot of these dudes played Smash Brothers. A lot of they don't because they're not insecure about themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like they're big football players that can knock you out in one hit. You know what I'm saying? They don't need to be worried about they don't associate their age or their toughness or anything with a video game. That's the dumbest thing that I mean, none of them have done that. And like I said, they're they're masculine, they're they're big dudes, you know, and none of them they all played Zelda, they all played Mario, they all played we all played Smash Brothers, oh. and I so I mean, look at look at all the WWE dudes. Look at all the NBA dudes with yeah. their switches, and soccer dudes. Like, you know, it, it transcends. You get to a certain point where you don't you don't care about other people's you know opinion of stuff. It's worthless. So, I mean, Rihanna was like she was hyped for Rihanna. She was hyped for Super Mario. You know, it's right? Rihanna, it's Rihanna. She's like the epitome of. She's really cool. People love her. <laughs> she has like a gazillion followers on Twitter and like her line is so popular. People love her. And she was like, talk about Super Mario, baby. Like she likes it. There's tons of athletes, entertainers. It, it, at this point, like I said, it, it's just kind of, in, I would say it's insecure. That'd be the only thing that I can think of somewhat. Or John Ryan says he's 31 and sick of photorealistic games. I'm not sick of photorealistic games. I just, when I look at a game, I realize at its core, it's, it's wireframes and polygons and, and that's it. But I do appreciate art style. Like I like Mario's art style. I like Uncharted's art style, right? Mm-hmm. I, the new Spider-Man coming out. I like that art style. It, it really <laughs> is um, visually appealing. And the people who... Most of the people on, like the po- people on the podcast here, I think everyone on here has probably reviewed a game at some point. I would assume, right? I think Rob, you've reviewed a game, haven't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and I know Evan. I know. I know. OJ, I know. Um, Sean has. Uh, when you when you review a game, you look at it for what it is, not what you want it to be, and then you kind of grade it on what it. Like we would all grade Mario as a platformer. We would all grade Call of Duty as a shooter, and you kind of have to move mindsets. But when you look at art styles, you have to understand what they're trying to go for, and then you grade it on that. Mario, the art style in Mario, they nailed perfectly, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like the, the, the feeling of something like Last of Us, I think they nailed as well. So it really comes down to what they're trying to accomplish, not is yeah, this, I, is I this a 17-year-old game? You know? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like the intention of the game and the developer mm-hmm. and the story and if whatever they're doing visually matches what they're trying to do and doesn't like totally like disgust you, then, then, then just like you said, you just take it on the case by case scenario. Like every, every game is its own thing in a lot of different ways. And one of those is the graphics and the visual, but it's weird because I mean, the graphics conversation even goes back for like the 16 bit era. Mm -hmm. Like we've been fighting gamers have been fighting over graphics 
almost since there's been video games. So it's just kind of a sad thing that it just still hasn't gone away. Like it's the conversation's changed a little bit because it's not a bit wars anymore. Although I do miss the bit wars so much. Yeah, it's still like the same kind of garbagey (laughs) stuff. It's like my graphics are better than your graphics. So you suck. Like whatever. Although I think that, you know, at this point with the whole graphics debate, I think there's nothing wrong with diversity. Like, is there a reason why we can't have games that look one way compared to the other games? Like, that's something that I don't understand. Should every game look look like 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 Call of Duty or whatever the case is? Like, is there a reason why we can't have very we have different types of movies? We have different types of every form. We have different types of music. We have different types of everything. But why can't we have different types of games as far as the graphical variety and like what they do? We have different genres. So it, to me, it just seems like a waste of, waste of time to talk yeah. about. I, I, I mean, at this point to be complaining about certain graphics or everything's HD, everything looks pretty good for the most part. That's a good least. point. Yeah, that's actually really, once we did hit HD, it's like, what are we even talking about? That's a really good, good point. So uh, yeah, at this point, I'm just like, dude, just does it play good? That's fine. There's still games, 30 frames, 60 frames, 1080p, 900p, 720p, whatever. Just like, <laughs> just like, is the game good? Is it fun? Play the game. That's cool. There's all sorts of games that do all sorts of things, you know. So, yeah, yep, yep. So that's uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. But I think you're right. I think I think we need a little bit of everything in the gaming space because I mean, then you don't have any creativity if they're all the same. <laughs> it'd be boring. Like, I, I, it'd be a shame if something like uh, Ori and the uh, the Blind Forest didn't come out because they were worried it was too cartoony. Yeah, I don't think Rhyme would have been as impactful if yeah, it was one hundred percent hyper realistic. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's yeah. coming out too. Oh man, all the Switch people who haven't played that yet and it comes out, go get it. It's it's a good game. Yeah. Is it good? I've thing. I've been curious and it I'm was like, really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an excellent yeah, okay. story. It's I will say it's pretty much a one playthrough. Like once okay. you get to the end of it, you're gonna get hit with everything they really wanted you to feel all at once mm-hmm. and then it's done like you're not gonna you're gonna feel that again the second time through but nope. there's gotcha. no dialogue there's no dialogue in it either which is crazy there's it's sort of like they they do have yeah, moments of talking but there's no it's always just listening to a story less yeah. than like having a conversation mm-hmm. with anything it's pretty it's pretty interesting it, the the visuals are cool but i played it on the ps4 you played it on the pc right evan yep yeah, i think i beat so. it in one sitting it's not it's not yeah. a long game yeah but it's it's, it's a good experience it's fun it's worth, I think it's like thirty bucks. It's worth the thirty bucks. Yeah, definitely I think worth it's, the thirty bucks. Yeah, and I, I'm a physical guy, so I probably want a physical, which would then be forty. Uh, would you say it's yeah, worth that forty? It, it, it comes with a soundtrack, though, and the soundtrack the and soundtrack's Ryan, pretty also. awesome. I got that. Yeah, we get okay. that with the Steam release Didn't, as well. Wasn't that um? Wasn't that uh? Lindsay? Was that Sterling? What's what's her name? Oh man, I'm blanking on that. Who did the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah. I think she's she plays the violin on YouTube. Oh, uh, what's her name? It's, the way you guys kind of d- describe like the experience and the journey and the emotional impact at the end, it kind of reminds me. It sounds like the game journey, like the PS3 game. Yeah, journey. she she did. Yeah, Lindsay Sterling. She she did the music for it. It's very very well done. She's a very talented uh, 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 violinist. Gotcha. Yes, yes. It's very very well. It, it has like those moments of like where the music kind of fade in when there's supposed to be like a certain mood. It, it's I very love that good. stuff. I mean, honestly, even Skyrim does that, and that was one of my favorite things about Skyrim. And Breath of the Wild started doing that kind of thing too, where like the music will like flourish as you like come over a hill or come up on something, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is really cool. I, I'm a big fan of that. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, that's good. Uh, Evan, we got questions over on the Discord, man. Yeah, uh, we got a bunch of stuff. We can try to sort through, see what might be really worth answering uh because like we got the first one which is guesstimates i guess for the seven playstation games i mean these are pretty much not at all known so like i don't really know if we can just... uh i'm gonna give you one that I, I'm, I'm hoping <clears throat> uh i'm hoping for resident evil 2 remake yes i don't know Please. if we're gonna see it but i would love to see it there 
Uh, but I, I believe it was Paris Games Week where Bloodborne was announced, I believe. So maybe Bloodborne 2? Mm. Now maybe. you're really talking my language with Bloodborne 2. <laughs> that would be so exciting. Maybe? There's a comment from the from the comment section over here. Uh, the Raven Flow says Sucker Punch IP, and that's probably what I put my money on. They haven't been... It's been a while since we last had a sucker punch game. I think. Do you think you think it's um you think it's just going to be straight up like a new IP? Yeah, I think it'll be something new. I don't think they're going to do infamous like okay, Sun not another infamous, or another, not okay. another infamous. I don't think I think they're going to be done with that for just a little bit, and they'll they'll come back to it later. But we'll see. Maybe it's like another superhero type of game ish type of deal. I like infamous. Mm-hmm. Um, I played I played it. It's it's good. Maybe maybe the yeah, infamous is a great. I, I like infamous. That's a really good game. It's a very good played, looking game too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I played all I played all three. I gotten pretty much all the stuff that you can do in all of them um, yeah. i've always just played it's like my comfort type of game when there's what, nothing else to play, just play what if they did like a spin-off where they have another like uh affected person somewhere else in the world and then they're kind of building towards this big story with this where they, they all come kinda, together they, they kind of did that with the dlc uh yeah yeah that was uh last light right yeah yeah they, so yeah, they, yeah. they kind of kind of did that kind of um sure, but sure. we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens i mean either way it'll, it'll be fine if it's if it's infamous four maybe or whatever or if it's the next infamous that's fine i'd totally i'd buy it that's the one game that i'd probably buy um from the from them um if it's another infamous because that was one of my favorites from ps3 so i definitely think that um i i think that we probably will see like some new ips so like something from sucker punch would would make sense i feel like we'll probably get a couple indies that might be like big high profile indies that they really want to push whether or not they'd be exclusive or not would be tough to say but somebody said in the chat maybe rocksteady has their announcement there That'd be cool. They've been like silent for a while. Superman game. They, they kind of hyped it a little bit. Like they yeah. kind of hyped like, oh, what we're working on is like incredible. You know, like so. yeah. I don't really know where else they would announce it other than the next two Sony events, right? I mean, there's no other events for the other two yeah. companies the rest of this year. Um, well, we, there's we PSX that we know. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, we have two more left for PlayStation or Sony. Oh, this and PSX. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Nintendo. I'm sure could do a direct at any time, but. Um, I, I think, think we'll get another direct, yeah. I mean, I think for Pokemon, like, just do talk we, anything else about it. Do we need to know anything else about it? Wait, Ultra Sun? Like the new Yeah, one? do we need to know anything oh. else about no, it? They're, no, yeah. they're done. They already, they already, they also put out a new trailer talking more about it, like, recently. So I think, I don't think they're going to really, mm-hmm. they don't need to detail it anymore. And they got a big spot at their last Nintendo Direct, so I think sure, they're good. Sure. Yeah. I guess there's not a lot, yeah. really. I mean, it's, it's the Pokemon formula, right? There's not... Much it's, else they need to really tell us, right? It's it's it's, it's it's just Pokemon Sun yeah. and Moon, but they have the new story in there. They have a few different things, but yeah, it, it's going to be much like they've. They, I mean, they've done this before, right? <laughs> with the yeah. uh, Ultra yeah. Editions, like o- Omegas and stuff like that. That's so not new. What they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not no, like, it's, you know. No. I mean, it's I think we new. all just want to see what it looks like on the Switch. That's all at this point. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, Everyone's looking even... forward to the Switch one. <laughs> I'm not even a Pokemon fan, and I'm still really curious to see what the Switch one will look like. I'm very curious. We can actually we can it. easily capture a, a Pokemon footage finally. Hey. <laughs> I know that's the biggest thing for me. Uh, the reason why I don't play Pokemon games on my channel is because I don't have a 3DS capture card. I don't want to deal with the 3DS. That getting your capture card like hooked up with the getting the capture card on the 3DS is a pain in the butt. You just can't. Aren't do they HDMI. also like? Aren't they star? Aren't there like special 3DSs out there that are made for Capture Two? Is that right, or am I? They're not made wrong? for it, but they're uh, upgraded for it. They actually mm-hmm. add they allow it. it. 
hardware to it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It. Okay. You can order it. I think they're usually like four hundred or five hundred dollars total for the system. That's crazy. Mod. Yeah. Um, people, I mean, people buy them. Like, if you're a Pokemon YouTuber, you can't be a Pokemon YouTuber without it. Basically, mm -hmm. you just tell people are, what's going on on the screen. And there are a ton of big Pokemon YouTubers like out yeah. there. There, are, there's a number of them that play Pokemon. Like, yeah. I've been Pokemon Let's Play. Boom! They all come up. Like, yep. <laughs> they all got like three hundred thousand subscribers plus. So there's a lot of those guys out there. It's so. a very popular genre to get into. Um, yeah. There's a lot of fans for it. So, mm -hmm. which I'll, I guess I'll be playing the Switch version. See, I got into Pokemon when it was like really old, back like Red and Blue, and then mm -hmm. Silver yep. and Gold. Love Silver and Gold. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of started to fall out of it. And then I tried to get back into it recently, and I. I I, there were too many weird Pokemon, so I was like, I was waiting, I was waiting for the version. Now I'm just waiting for the version, and I'll do it then. That's why Pokemon X and Y was really cool. They tried to grab you, like the old school guys. That's where it kind of grabbed me back in after a while, mm. because I didn't play Omega. Well, that was afterwards, but I didn't play like um, the Alpha, Sapphire, and all that. I kind of skipped all that, and then I kind of got back into it with Diamond and Pearl. That's when I kind of mm -hmm. got back into it. Um, and then I played, I picked it back up again with X and Y and X and Y, you actually get the original starters. You get Bul oh. you can pick between Bulbasaur, Squirtle. I mean, they have their own starters too, like Greninja and all that, but you can also pick another one with Bulbasaur, um, Squirtle or Charmander. Oh, so that's, that sounds more like my speed right there. And, um, and you, you can, you can capture Pokemon from the first one. There are Pokemon from the first one fifty all littered all throughout there. So wow. they tried to, okay. yeah, X and Y did that. So Evan, you played, uh, what'd you play black and white too, or black and white? Like, uh, I think it was the first, yeah, just black and white. I don't think I got okay. two. Okay. I remember you guys went really, like, really serious on that for a little while. I um, think, didn't Andrew pick that up just before PAX, was it? Uh, yeah, you guys, like, went away for PAX. Yeah, and then we went away for PAX. I think I beat it on the train ride over. And yeah. then <laughs> we just hung out there playing. It was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Switch one. Uh, we don't even know what it's called yet, but I, I still think we're going to see it 2018. We have to see either that or Metroid, I think, in 2018. One of the two. Um, I would I would love to see I've been I've myself have been like really vocal that I, I believe those games are 2019. I just mm -hmm. I don't know why they don't feel like they're games that are meant to be ready <laughs> by 2018. But, you know, I do also totally acknowledge that that could be wrong. Well, there there's and a I feel there's, like a, there's one of the, oh, go ahead. There's a there's a rumor floating around this this interesting rumor that apparently we're going to see Metroid footage in January. Mm. I heard that. And and on that same tip. I do feel of the two games, Pokemon or Metroid, Metroid, I think, is the one more likely to be seen sooner than Pokemon. See, Just gut feeling, you know? Okay, because I it was found that Pokemon, all of the sprites on the 3DS version uh, all have, like, high-definition yeah. versions. Yeah, a lot of their assets are, like, yeah, already, already like, kind of ready to go. Um, See, but would that hint to, like, those same assets moving to a whole brand new game or more like they would try to do some weird remaster. See, port. I feel like they're going to do I'm, something that's like that middle game. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, sure. um, it's interesting. I mean, they made a whole new story in ultra sun <laughs> and, and, and moon like mm -hmm. in a year. So, that's I true. mean, maybe they pull the assets. What are they going to introduce a whole other hundred Pokemon for it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know why. I, I mean, I would love for both of those games to come out next year, and I am dying inside for Metroid, so it's like, bring it on in 2018. But I feel like, for some reason, I'm trying to fill, like, in my headcanon of the Nintendo release schedule in the future. I, I want to know that they haven't truly blown their whole wad in this first year, which I don't think they have. But what if that is what they did? And it's like, okay, well, then how do you let us know that 2018 and 2019 and 2020 will still have a lot of good Nintendo games. And if we know of a couple next year, and if we could think that, okay, couple next year in 2018, that's good. And then also in 2019, we know Metroid and Pokemon would come out. 
then it's like we can feel comfortable for at least the next two years. Just because we've seen so many Nintendo games this year, which is awesome. But I don't know. That's why I feel like maybe they're just planting seeds for games that are past 2018 with those two games. So that's possible. kind of why I've justified it in my head that way. But anything's I mean, possible. I mean, look at this past year, though. Mario and Zelda in the same year. And then it's Xenoblade and, and yeah. ARMS. And, and their new IP. And Splatoon, too. Yeah. 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 And ARM, yeah. I mean, I think the development atmosphere has gotten a lot quicker at Nintendo. That was one of the big things that everyone sure. told me. Well, they pulled, Metroid. they pulled Metroid <laughs> internal, didn't they? Yeah, they pulled that internal. Yeah, they pulled that internal. And and not only that, but like I mean, like we said, we've got we've got Fire Emblem. We obviously next level games. They still have something that they're working on that we don't know about. Retro Studios. They still have something. Retro. Um, Yeah, Retro Studios. Also, the team that did Twilight Princess HD. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot what Straight Right or whatever that that development thing. No, wasn't that Tantalus? Did you find out that that was Tantalus? Tantalus. Tantalus. They're working on a Switch project. Um, there are monster games. They're, po- they're potentially working on a Switch project. They did Excitebots. They did Excite Truck. Uh, they did Xenoblade Chronicles on the n- new Nintendo 3DS. So Nintendo mm. has that studio. I mean, Nintendo at any point could get uh, like Alpha Dream, Grizzle, these guys that have worked on 3DS games to also do projects as well. I mean, there's, 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 there's a pool of developers, and the Switch is easier than ever to develop on compared to what Nintendo's True. done before. Ret- Retro's so, working I- on a new IP, right? <clears throat> I don't think Apparently, that's confirmed, but that's I don't think discussed. it's confirmed, but that's been that's been discussed that it, they, that the the rumors like a while ago was they're working on some type of like adventure all star game that can use amiibo as well, but I don't know if that that oh rumor. here comes that big amiibo game man it's yeah I don't I, I don't it's know if that rumor is, I, you know, yeah I, I do think they pulled Metroid in, internally on purpose probably because they have a schedule in mind for when they want it out they might want Metroid out okay. that might be the that might be the game at E3 that you go to and it's like how Mario Odyssey was this past oh E3, that'd be awesome where they have like the stands up and it's all decorated for Metroid and everything. There's a little story with Metroid and maybe why it got pulled internal. Now, this is also a rumor as well. This is not confirmed. But from what I understand, Tanabe and the guys over at Retro kind of bumping heads just a little bit, especially oh. after Metroid Prime 3, bumping heads on the direction. And they just said, you guys basically, then Miyamoto said, stop it, you two, like kids. and put a, go, to, go, go to your room. You go to your room. Hey, you take <laughs> Do something new, you go. So that's basically, you know, what's maybe going on there. Tanabe, because Tanabe is much as a Metroid Prime dude as anyone else. So maybe he's he really wanted to spearhead his own team and in, in like and not have to work through teleconferencing and flying out to Texas all the time. Yeah. So he can just work with his team in Japan and Retro can just do their own thing, you know. So maybe that's what there, there's a rumor that, that that's what happened there. So hmm. It's interesting that. to think about that because we do also know, at least a couple of years ago, this was true that Retro was a two-team studio. And that's when people started to get excited when the Donkey Kong games were coming out. Like, oh, they must have, you know, one team on Donkey Kong and the next team must also be on Metroid, right? Or whatever the next thing is. And we haven't seen that game. And then when you bring up that rumor, OJ, like, I could see that being true. And it kind of conflicts with the two-team thing because what would the other team be doing? We only have an idea of one game that they're making. But to, to further build on the Metroid thing, I wanted to touch on something, too. Something I've talked about a lot on my channel, and I've, I haven't had, a, obviously, a chance to bring it up on the podcast. So I'll bring it up here and see what people think about it. But one of the reasons I also think it could make sense for Prime 4 to be 2019 and, and not 2018 kind of builds off of what you were just listing off, OJ, is I do feel there's a good shot that that Metroid Prime trilogy does release in some way on the Switch. And I think that, would, that is a great mid, middle release game where Samus Returns came out this year. 
we get that Prime Trilogy release, which could be either just like a port to like the eShop, or it could be like a straight crazy remaster thing in 2018 to keep the Metroid and Samus hype kind of going. And then 2019 might then be that Prime 4 year. And since, OJ, you just mentioned that Tantalus is working on some sort of project, I think it'd be great if we found out Tantalus's new port was the Metroid Prime Trilogy, the way they did Twilight Princess. And that's the 2018 Metroid game that we get. And people get excited, and it showcases the Joy-Cons. Like, if the Joy-Cons are meant to be a focus of Prime 4, then we could have kind of that we could use the Prime Trilogy as like a guinea pig for what those controls could feel like. And then it's like, okay, you love the Prime Trilogy. Well, here's four in 2018, you know, and that could be the big thing. So that's, I like the Tantalus thing because it makes me think there could be truth to that. Metroid Prime 3, Retro wanted to have Samus hunt bounties, but Nintendo said no. Does that sound right? It does, because okay. that was in a couple of years after uh, Hunters came out on the DS, which from everything I knew at that time, they really did like that idea. And that's why Silux's ship is featured at the end. They really have wanted to build on that. And that's why they had more bounty hunters in Prime 3. They brought in a cast of characters for the first time. This predates Other M and all the drama with that game. They brought in a whole different cast of characters with other bounty hunters that were like compadres to Samus. And so the whole, all the different uh, bounty enemies and hunters, and then the bounty hunters that they brought into Prime 3 was kind of part of a bigger vision, but it, it didn't play out that way. And that I don't know why, but that's, that's kind of what they did. So it's um, interesting. Let me... Uh... Evan, what, what do we have more questions? Discord, we kind of went off on a tangent on that question. Yeah, I mean, we kind of went through sort of one of them. I mean, it's a little more focused. Uh, with the release of Mario and Zelda setting the bar so high for, I guess, like player excitement and everything, I mean, is it going to be tough for anything to really start to match it on the Switch? Or are we going to see that die down a little bit, which I guess we were talking a little about what they might have coming up next year. Well, I don't think we're going to see an original Zelda or Mario game for a little while now. I think we just got both of them in the same Well, no, it's not just that. those, but it's like anything else. Yeah, yeah, but like those are the two franchises that we know. I mean, you could see a Smash Bros. That could do it. Um, mm. That would really get people super excited and like go out and let's get a Switch right now. We, I think oh, actually get, we need four of them, you know? Yeah, I think it'll get vocal people excited. I don't know yeah. if it's going to get as many. As um, of course, there's Metroid. Metroid, it, we, we say it's super popular, but it's, I know it's popular in the U.S. It's not very popular in Japan. Um, the, the thing yeah. about Mario and Zelda is not even as much Zelda. It's, it's mostly Mario. has that universal appeal. Like Everybody in every region wants to play Mario. It's not like, like Zelda is it's popular in Japan, but it's not like Mario popular, right? Um, I, don't, I don't really know what other franchise they have that would make people explode through the roof for other than something like a Smash Bros., maybe a Metroid. I mean, we saw the reactions from people. Um, what, do you, what do you think, OJ? What, what, do, you, what do you think from, uh, from something like Nintendo? What could they roll in with? With what type of game are you? Yeah, are you because talking? well, they're they're talking about how the bar has been set so high for a Switch in its first year at this point because there's a new Mario and there's yeah. a new Zelda on it. Um, I mean, what could they do to to even match that going Fire, forward? See, look, here's the thing where my expertise of RPGs comes in. Yeah. Fire Emblem. Let me talk about Fire Emblem. <laughs> Fire Emblem is just as good as anything else. Nintendo. It just doesn't get the praise. It doesn't get the sales. But Fire Emblem Awakening is the game that saved that franchise. I, uh, well, I think, I think their problem with that game is there's no like one recognizable character to the public. Like Whereas you can look at any game like Mario uh, Soccer. Mario's on the front, so let's buy it because Mario's true. in it. You know? They don't go, oh, Roy's on the front. I'm going to go buy that. True, <laughs> true. But at the same time, but at the same yeah. time, if you're talking about 
high quality game oh, that you're sure, bringing yeah. to the market. Fire Emblem is a very high quality game. Fire Emblem Fates um, sold really well, over 2 million units for that one on the 3DS. And that was on the 3DS. I mean, I think if they spruce it up, obviously they said it's going to have beautiful looking graphics um, and it's going to really be, it's going to be fully voiced, like probably going to be fully voiced like Fire Emblem Warriors was. So if they make a great Fire Emblem game and market it as well as they marketed Fire Emblem Awakening and Fire Emblem Fates, I think that you can have a game that actually surpasses what it's been able to do and gain popularity. They can build upon that. Yes, it's not a Mario. Yes, it's not a Zelda. But I think people are like, these are evergreen titles, right? Mario and Zelda. People are going to be buying those games next year even though they, whenever they get a Switch, like they're going to be buying it next year. Yeah, they're going to be buying those games. Selling forever, basically. Yeah, yeah, selling forever. So it's just going to be extracurricular, extra stuff that people can buy. So Fire Emblem is going to be big for them next year. And I think, I personally feel there's going to be a Metroid next year. And I also think that there's going to be a return of a traditional IP. I mean, I think potentially Kid Icarus can come back mm -hmm. um, based on maybe from Sakurai. I mean, we don't know what he's working on. A lot of rumors going around that he's not doing Smash Brothers. Um, the next one, uh, because his hand almost fell off. Um, mm -hmm. while, while programming it. So I'm, I'm thinking that we can get a Kid Icarus. So maybe we don't get necessarily the, the, the toppest tier Marios and Zeldas, but we still get those for Evergreen titles to yeah. sell the Switch. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know what, would, what would probably do it is uh, like a Mario Maker 2. Yeah, um, well, exactly. Like a Mario Maker, a 2D Mario game. A, a Mario Maker would probably be the best bet. Like yeah. a Mario Maker, you combine we saw that what happened. What happened when that came out on the internet? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you combine that with like potentially like another um, port or remake of an older one, like completely redone, like another Zelda or something like that, or like a Metroid or something. And there's all sorts of possibilities what Nintendo can do. I think Kid Icarus Uprising, that could be also another game that really reaches out and gets more people. They would just have to fix the controls. The controls were just trash on the 3 <laughs> the control, But the game was ridiculously yeah. good. The game was ridiculously yeah. good. So I think Nintendo can really, the, the Switch has an opportunity to boost some of their midline franchises up. So that's personally what I, what I feel. Um, you got any, Sean, that you'd want to see? Other two remake. Zelda to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be no, awesome. No one, I'm surprised no one said Bayonetta. Uh, oh, that's, that's a given. We're, I thought we were talking about first party, like, I, thought, I didn't know you were talking about third party. I mean, you could really anything, and they're just saying anything, anything that could set the bar higher. Like, oh, Bayonetta! Uh, like, oh my God, yes, that I would have said. Bayonetta. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I love Bayonetta. Bayonetta two. I'm 100. I've collected all the achievements on Bayonetta one. I 100 Bayonetta two. Yes, a Bayonetta three. That would be obviously for the core fan base. I don't know how. I well think it's coming too. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I would love a Bayonetta 3. Like, sign me up for that any day. <laughs> um, uh, I have three, co three copies of that game, and I gave away two, <laughs> and I gave away two copies. So I bought five copies of the game. So, so yeah. you, uh, What else do we have, Evan? Oh, I'm yeah. looking over them. I'm, I think we stumbled into and answered most of these actually throughout a oh, lot really? of podcasts. Oh, really? Oh, man. We're just, just that good? Just, we're too just good. Randomly. Like, I, the only other thing is, uh, do you think we'll see any big MMO come to the Switch? I don't really think, other than, like, Maybe like well, a fantasy star. Well, I don't really we see. To, we got to 400 likes. I, I know it's impossible to get to 500 likes. I don't think we can do that. <laughs> we can impossible. do it. But, Let's uh, just keep we, talking about Metroid. There's no It'll way we if we just keep talking about Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's. Why don't we take questions from the chat since we still have another 10 minutes or 15 minutes before we start. Real, real quick, I do think um, an Animal Crossing could also be that Ooh, big game. That's too, a good question. Next, oh, good call. Animal well. Crossing. So, yeah, animal, animal Crossing that connects up with the maybe the mobile game. You could do some transfer well, and stuff. Animal Crossing is good because it, 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 it um, definitely appeals to... Uh, to the to like the the female audience as well um mm -hmm. that can actually help pull like uh um you know more girls onto the switch and I, I, also, yeah, I, 
I always tell my brother, I make a joke. I'm like, yeah, you're pulling in the female audience. And I always make fun of my brother because like, he, he loves that game. So that's I mean, it, it is technically a unisex <laughs> game, but it is about decorating houses. So it, yes, I, yeah. I get the appeal there. It was, it was just a joke that I play with my brother because I say that he's, like, he's, he's girly or sissy or whatever. So. <laughs> Ooh, somebody said Beautiful Joe. I would absolutely love to see a Beautiful Joe come back. That would be great. Mm. There's a little bit too much reliance on Capcom, I think. Yeah, we need to make yeah, that yeah. happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's Capcom. It's a nice idea. Yeah, it's nice um, idea, but, but it's Capcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Capcom. Yeah. Um, they're they're gonna do what they want, which is not make anything interesting and original. <laughs> I think that the I think Smash Brothers was a good one though, John. I mean, you brought that up like first thing, and that makes so much sense. And we've all been waiting for Smash and the rumors from before the Switch came out about a, about even a port of of the Wii U one and. You know, I brought up Tantalus with the Metroid thing, but Ooh. what if Tantalus was doing a Wii U port or a Switch port of the Wii U Smash? Like, maybe Yo, this is, a, this is a good question in the chat, and I would actually like to see this. Do you think Sony will announce a PlayStation 1 <laughs> Classic Edition um, similar to, say, the Super Nintendo Classic Edition? That so would be I've, really cool. So I've heard ah. talk about that, and I feel like you guys, and especially you, John, could answer this better. I heard, I listened to a podcast where they talked about that idea and like how exciting that would be. And I with I would love that. That would be so freaking cool. But apparently because of those being disc-based games and a lot of them, they relied so much on like voice acting and full motion video and stuff. They made it sound like it would just be really hard because of the space and the price that it would cost for the components. Does that, compared to doing like 60-bit games or even like 64, does that sound right to you guys? No, does that uh, make... no. I mean, let's say they no? put 20 games on there. Um, and let's say they put Final Fantasy VII on there, which is like, I think that's a little over one and a half gigabytes or 1.3 gigabytes. Mm -hmm. um, they could put like a 64 gigabyte NAND chip in there and they'd be able to fit 20 games, which would include all of the Final Fantasies, uh, including Anthology or Chrono Trigger, stuff like that. They could take gotcha. the four disc ones. They could put Digimon, the first Digimon on there that people really like. If, um, if they did that, I'd be totally... If Legend of Dragoon, Final Fantasy yes. VII, I'd buy it. It, also, oh, yeah, it would be the just, RPG those machine, man. That's yeah, it just, just those I two. Will say, I will say it might need to be like $100 just because some of the components, like the flash chip would be a little more expensive. Yeah, but the price was part of what they were talking 99, about. 99 would be the price. I, I would buy it. If it had Legend of Dragoon, Xenogears, and Final Fantasy VII, I'd, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Yes. I mean, most awesome of our phone, most ARM chips can play it. In fact, the, uh, the, the Super Nintendo Classic and the NES Classic can play PS1 games. Mm. That's there not good. They have the ability to play them. So. so the question is, do you guys feel that that era of 3D, 32-bit gaming, like, did that age well enough, do we think, to no, even for do most, that? For a lot of people, no. But for, for a, good, yeah. a group of people, it'll be fine. But for a lot of people, yeah. it'll be, they'll be like, I'm not I mean, Sean could. I mean, Sean could hit us with, like, probably some pretty good PS1 games, yeah. couldn't you, Sean? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Metal Gear, uh, Metal oh. Gear Solid, Vagrant Story, um you could do resident evil one through three yes. um silent hill uh what about like wild arms tomb raider wild yeah, the first wild, wild arms, arms. Yeah. Jet, jet moto you guys remember jet moto yeah oh yeah siphon filter you know wow, there's yeah. a bunch but siphon filter he ran really weird i i really did not <laughs> he, like <that>. did <laughs> oj's like i can't do that run man i just couldn't look at like look at, like i i had to, i literally stopped playing because of that the way that he ran in that game <laughs> so, I mean, it's a good oh, game, you, oh you guys got it to over 500 likes wow 
Sweet. There good. we go. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was because of Metroid. Our audience Spy is good. Spyro. This dude said Spyro. Who is that? Sean Ryan? There we go. Spyro. Spyro's a good one. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, it's it would seem weird now, but obviously the Crash games were really big at the time, too. It's kind of kind of pointless because the the remaster just came out for ps4 but that's i do think we'll see a um a spyro collection though similar to what the crash bandicoot one that came out they'd be smart to do that i think that is gonna happen um i just don't know when maybe that's one of the ones at the the sony event coming up yeah maybe we're gonna get a croc collection how many croc games were there well, there, are, there, there are a bunch, aren't there? Is there that many? <laughs> there Gex as well. They, there's Gex too. Yeah, Gex. Yeah. Gex was great though. Yeah, it was. It was that, good. Was, that was a good game. Let me see if we have any other questions I can pick out in the chat here. It kind of moves a little quick it's at moving, times. It's, it's moving fast, man. I'm looking yeah, at it. It's moving. It moves it's a little moving. quick at times. And people, there's people just spouting out random stuff too as well. So you got just... Someone said Tomb Raider Trilogy. Definitely, Ooh. I love the t- I love the old Tomb Raider. I oh, the what if there was a Sega Saturn mini? Symphony of the Night. Shit. Yes. Damn. I think Sean makes noise when he hears that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I know he'd buy like three of them. <laughs> I mean, the the problem with uh, I think you know a PS One mini and a um, and a uh, Saturn mini would be licensing. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Really an issue. I mean, it's, it's very easy to put, you know, stuff on a digital storefront, and that's one thing. But when you start selling a physical good, you know, there's a lot more a lot more stuff, you know, you got to get in contact with the companies. Well, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Sean, you don't think they've already – they've probably already thought about this, right? Sony's had to have thought about this a million – it's, it's got to have been brought up into board meetings or something, you, right? Like, you would think so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they – they 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 had to have thought about this because they have a gold mine of well third parties have a gold mine of games yeah. for PlayStation, you know. So Well and when, and Sean, when you bring up the licensing thing like for the Saturn, would that be the same problem obviously I would think on the PlayStation one also? Is that the same problem you get into like across the board with those consoles? Honestly, it it would probably be a hell of a lot easier to do uh from a licensing standpoint, a Saturn one, because most of the good Saturn games were Sega IPs. So, I mean, you know, Sega doesn't care, but you know, once you start looking at the PlayStation, you know, you got a lot of third party stuff on there. So Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know. It just depends. I mean, you know, you saw a good variety of stuff with the, with the SNES classic. So it's doable, but who made that Saturn game? And I, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong. Is it called Guardian Heroes? With Guardian like an Heroes anime, was... Like a six-player beat-em-up kind of game? Is that the right game on the Saturn? I, I want to say Treasure, but I don't think that's right. It was a really good game. So, <laughs> yes, it was. Of, yeah, a friend of mine had one. Uh, had a Saturn. And he had, he had that, and he had the Congo game from the movie Congo, which was really, it really was really Treasure! Good. Yes, huh, awesome, so good job. That was such a good game. Like that would be a great game to have on that. I think that actually released on the Xbox 360 arcade. Really? Like, yeah. did they change it, or was it like just a straight port? Um, they made like an HD version of it, or something like that, if I recall correctly. Sweet, so good. Yo, people said we hit trending on YouTube. What? Yeah, for live. We're or pretty something. trendy. I, I see it. I, I'm seeing it pop up in the chat. I haven't checked or anything. I don't know where I'd even look. Well, yeah. I mean, you have do this. Uh, you have 800 something viewers, so that's definitely going to get you up there yeah. on YouTube Gaming Live. Oh, and probably the the likes probably help too. So good yes. job, everyone in the chat. That is <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Good job, guys. We did it. <laughs> All right. Cool. We got a. Uh, I guess we got time for at least another question uh, in the chat. Let me see what we have here. 
Um, oh, people are asking where they can find uh, uh, Colin Moriarty's channel. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's at uh, collinslaststand.com slash YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's a uh, rule of two review, right? Yes, Rob, you got it, John. Yes. Yeah, it's rule it's of a, two review. Blah. Rule of two review. It's a it's a big fancy uh, dumb Star Wars name, and uh, it's rule of the number two for anyone who's curious for, to look it up. So. Rule of two review. Blah. Yes, rule of two review. <laughs> I love the Colin. Mori- I don't know why I don't get sick of Colin Moriarty. I think it's hilarious, and I and I get some really funny comments about it. So, <laughs> oh man, he never wears a hat though. Uh, to my knowledge, we we have the same kind of beard and glasses, and I think that's that must be it. Also, he doesn't smile very often. That's the one thing about Colin. He's a pretty like serious dude. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see. Oh, people were asking in the chat. I saw. Oh man. Uh, did you guys you guys saw the whole breakdown that um the, the polygon guy had on Twitter? I missed oh, that. The- I heard about it. I saw uh, Rich uh, did a uh, video yes, on it. That's I what I saw. It. Uh, I missed that completely. I had no idea that he thought he deleted his save and that it was actually still there. <laughs> and he went as far as to pull Zelda out of the top three because of it or something. Uh, it was a yeah, it was a big hissy fit because of something that had nothing to do with like the game and it had nothing to do with the Switch or like anything Nintendo did. It was like he either has the guy's friend or his brother or something, I can't remember, just accidentally he thought erased his game. Like Oh well, like I feel you should have gone on a tirade about your brother being an idiot, not about Zelda not being a good game just because your brother did something stupid. Right. But it was it was really a weird story, weird hmm. thing. That's interesting, but the I think the problem is that uh, Rich made a good point um, in that uh, whenever like YouTubers do something dumb or like a streamer does something dumb or something, you always see that pop up on the, their sites, right? Whether it's Kotaku or Polygon or any of that stuff. Um, but nothing about that. That was the most interesting part that Rich brought up was uh, mm-hmm. was that they didn't report at all about it. Yeah, it wasn't a big. It wasn't like a big news story. I mean, the only place I've even heard of it was from Rich. Also, yeah, it's it's, it's very odd. Like they, all the tweets were deleted and everything, and I guess they pretend like it didn't happen. But mm-hmm. it was uh, the, side, the thing about it is that from that site, that type of behavior is comes. It's it's expected. So I'm just like, oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest with you. This type of stuff that happens at these sites, it's 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 expected for that that type of stuff to happen. So when I see it, I'm like, yep, yep, that's totally believable. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Well, we've seen some of the journalists. Uh, there's somebody. Oh, link to a journalist too dumb for master mode. Oh man. Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, we've um we have seen uh that kind of stuff happen. I mean, the guy who tried to play Cuphead and got pretty much roasted by every even the even actually the the journalist sites roasted them too so yeah i guess it depends on what happens that that thing that controversy is really interesting like from my perspective because when it was it was happening and kind of blowing up and making news like i i was like i when i just saw like the headlines and understood what was happening i was like okay well this guy sounds pretty dumb i get it he wasn't very good at a game that's supposed to be hard anyway but like why who really cares like why is this such a big story and then I did see a quick clip of him trying to do the tutorial thing. And it was absolutely as bad as I heard. And I'm, yeah. I'm still not the kind of guy to be like, everyone get mad at him for being a bad gamer. Like, I don't really care. But when I saw the gameplay, I was like, oh, oh yes, <laughs> oh, no. man, this is very bad. Like, it was yeah. bad. Oh, no. So, yeah. Very bad. Yeah. Did yeah. You, oh, uh, I should ask you guys, did, did any of you guys pop in any original Xbox games to your... Uh, 
Xbox Ones? I have not yet. Okay. Okay. I'm very curious. Yeah, I, would uh, I may try that after this. Actually, you can actually um, you can also buy them on the on the shop. I think they're ten bucks. Yeah, they're ten bucks. Like ten bucks. Really? Yeah. Great, great, great Ooh. deal for a nice old Republic, by the way. And it actually runs really oh. well on the Xbox One. Um, I think it gets anywhere from forty to sixty frames. Whereas if you go back to the 360, it was getting like fifteen to twenty frames. <laughs> Um, that is crazy. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, not but, good on that. That is really exciting. I did. Yeah, I saw a video comparison, mm-hmm. of- and it's upscaled to uh, 960p on the um, Xbox One, and it's uh, 1920p on the Xbox One X. Uh, wow. Because of the because it's four by three, so it's like a, a square basically in the screen. And didn't um, they and didn't they make it to the? Am I remembering this wrong? The full Xbox library, or was it just we've made oh, a huge uh, step to most of it? It's um for for the the original Xbox. I think the they X brought over. Original. 10 games. Yeah. Oh, just 10 yeah. games? Why did I thought I heard that they were like, oh, we finally got the whole library, I guess. They're going to keep adding. They're going to keep adding more to it, but gotcha. um 10 games. They added good ones. Ninja Guy then Black is up there, which I like that yeah. game a lot. It's a fun game. Um uh I Nice Kotor is huge. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, Psychonauts is up there. Um Ooh, Psychonauts is great. Is Doom 3? No. Uh, well, really if you like if you like Punishment Ninja Gaiden Black, that's a great. <laughs> goodness gracious. I played the original Ninja Gaiden and I mean Black fixed some things, but Oh, they Gosh. also um they also uh just put um black the shooter that's on there too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that game. That, that was, was the big game. destructible environments game. Mm-hmm. I think that's that the was, one yeah. where you went open doors. You would like shoot them down with a shotgun. How um, do they have? How do they have ten games and two of them are the ones with the word black in it? Like the, literally the two games <laughs> on the library, black and Ninja Gaiden black. Their biggest problem is they haven't added online to it. They didn't bring servers back up for something like Crimson Skies. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people seem to tell them because i said something about that and a lot of people are like oh keep dreaming blah 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 but i'm like why are you doing crimson skies also sidebar i just saw something very interesting i didn't i don't know if this is old news did you know that there is a elder scrolls skyrim limited edition accessory kit for the nintendo switch that's made by bethesda nintendo and hori yeah, I, I might have missed that I, I reported on it it's coming to games i saw i think i reported those on gamestop like uh it's like a, it's the game, and it's like a, like a little, like a traveling case and some stuff, right? Yeah, it's got like yeah. an interesting uh, Joy-Con holder that mm-hmm. looks kind of uniquely shaped, almost. I see yeah. it on Amazon. Is it yeah, maybe? I, I actually reported on that. I haven't seen it, but I wonder if the weird shape is because they put motion control into that. Like, remember the video where he's like pulling a bow and arrows? So maybe it's like supposed to look like that. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's interesting huh. the way it looks. What the hell is a chat in this thing? Here it is. <laughs> I dropped the link in there. <laughs> like I just it popped up on my Facebook and then I looked at it and I was like, huh, this is kind of weird. I guess because it's like a, a officially licensed Bethesda did, accessory. Did you say it was uh, Hori? Was that the company? Yeah, Hori's making it. Huh. Hmm. Switch accessories. I put it in the Google Hangout chat. Oh, cool. Check it out. Oh, gotcha. Check that out. <clears throat> Very cool. Oh, nice. No, saw that. Rob, I saw your your sub count pop up here just now when I was looking through the, the people in the chat here. And you're you're actually almost at eight thousand. Oh, I'm creeping out, man. Yeah, I'm really excited. Dude, good for you, man. Really yeah, excited. you're working at that good stuff thanks yeah it's you know it's, it's been a, it's been a slow but consistent burn and i'm hope i'm really excited to hit that 10k mark um so yes, yeah yes. very good man um Cruising I, 
I guess we're uh, we're just about done here then, guys. Do you want to um, go around and tell people where they can find you? If you want to start with you, Rob. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, my name's Rob. You can find me at collinslaststand.com. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to drop your uh, Do you want to drop your link in the chat? Also, people are asking for the link to your. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Channel, Thank so. you, guys. Yes, I will do that. Um, but yeah, so it's it's my uh, channel is called Rule of Two Review, Rule of the Number Two, and uh, same on Twitter, same on Facebook, and it's just me kind of talking games and Nintendo and and stuff just like this. So yeah, it was awesome being on. Thank you so much for having me on again, guys. It was a blast. Yeah, you got it, dude. Definitely. Uh, I want to go over to um, OJ. Where can they find you, man? Yeah, just right here on YouTube. That's where I usually am. Just Player Essence. Just look that up. You'll see my anime avatar that I have uh, going in. I basically cover. Um, I like to cover. I like to keep you guys informed. So I'll cover a lot of different news articles uh, throughout the uh, throughout the day. Um, shout out to Rob's uh, oh, <laughs> Your counter going up. There we go. Is it? What? There you go, you dude. You guys are getting me excited now. Oh man, look at that! Holy smokes! You guys there you go, oh, dude. There you go, I saw. I was. I was looking at it, and I flipped over, and I saw it going up because I had it up, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I put that up on the screen so people can see it." That's really cool. That's <laughs> so right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. People were smashing that that sub Ooh, button. Man. Holy there smokes! <laughs> um, but yeah, you can just find me on uh, Player Essence. I cover a lot of Japanese Nintendo news. I'll keep you informed on what developers are working on and what games could be potentially coming. Um, I think I have pretty good insight on that type of stuff. So you know, like, hey, what developers are working on things. So check out my channel if you're interested in that type of stuff um, when it comes to Nintendo and just kind of really knowing what's going on. I do three to four videos a day. So a lot of content going up for you guys, man. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. What about, uh, what about you, Sean? Uh, you can find me at RGT85. I'll say hi in the chat. Hi, I'm the <laughs> guy with the hat and beard. Um, yeah, you can find me on here. Um, lots of stuff that I need to film and do this week. You can also find me on Nintendo Enthusiast as well, um, NintendoEnthusiast.com, where I do my writings. You can also occasionally find me on Destructoid. I wrote an article, and they didn't like it, so now I have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> it, it, it's okay. It wasn't that great. But, yeah, that's about it. I have oh, to man. say, Sean, I, I want to tell you this story. I have uh, one of my, my best friends who's a co-worker. Um, uh -huh. he's, he's a big gamer and a big Nintendo fan, too. And I was actually at his baby shower earlier today before jumping on the, uh, on the podcast here. And he, he brought you up as, like, a YouTuber he really likes probably, like, a week, a week and a half ago. Around the time him and I went to get our SNES Classics together. And you were, like, one of his favorite YouTubers. He's like, dude, this guy, RGT, he's, like, the best. He's, like, my favorite YouTuber. And I was like, dude, that's Sean. He's the man. I've done a podcast with him. And you were, like, his hero. So That's weird. Like, a big fan of celebrity, man. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. That's, cool. awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, make sure you check everybody out. Definitely, Rob is getting there to his <laughs> I can't believe it. You guys so. are awesome. Thank you, everybody. Good stuff, man. I'm glad that, glad, glad that helped some. Um. So I guess that's it for tonight, guys. Thanks yep. for joining us uh, on Spawn Spawncast Live. Definitely check out everybody in the in the panel here. Uh, all good content and everything. And I guess we'll see you next Saturday. Uh, next Saturday night, Evan. Real quick, what do you got coming up, man? I know you got one thing going up. Um, I'm going to be burning the midnight oil to try to finish this, uh, but we're going to see if we can't add a little bit more to the news every week. Hopefully every Sunday I can possibly post something about the actual esports focus type news. So we're going to see if I can get that done for tomorrow for you guys. Esports, so. man. That'll be cool. That'll be interesting to see. I don't really know a lot of YouTube channels mm -hmm. that cover that. So Specifically more about the business and like a couple other things going on. It's not just covering like who won what tournament at all times. There's yeah. going to be a couple things tomorrow more about like the business behind it and what's been happening. 
Dude, that'll be really cool to see. I'll be I'll be really interested to uh to see what you come up with there. Just cause I don't I unfortunately can't keep up with it as well. But if I could just watch like uh a couple minutes of you and you just tell us what's going on, that'd be really interesting. Yep. Cool. That'll work, man. Awesome. Thanks guys for joining us. Uh next Saturday night, nine a uh nine PM. I'll also be um doing the Sony broadcast at eleven AM Eastern time. Sweet. We'll be watching that. That'll be fun. Hopefully see some new stuff. So um thanks guys for watching. We'll see you uh, next weekend.